The following podcast contains naughty language and ridiculous situations. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you, Mr. Disembodied Voice. Who is that guy anyway? Anyway, listen up. Hey, do you guys like Friday the 13th? Do you guys like energy drinks? Well, I sure as fuck do. And if you go over to GNC right now, you'll be able to pick yourself up a nice, big, uh, officially licensed Friday the 13th energy drink from G Fuel called Hack and Slash. It's at GNC at this very moment right now. I, I'd go down there to pick myself up one, but I got to do this stupid show. So go down to GNC. It's going to have Friday the 13th. You don't see Michael Myers doing this shit. Lame ass. Only Jason, brother. He's all over this shit. Welcome to Trick or Treat Radio. Episode 581 of Trick or Treat Radio. Trick or Treat Radio is the world's most dangerous podcast and is recorded in front of an undead studio audience here at Castle Wolfenstein, also at the Lair of Lost Swag within the Raven Chateau and Casa de Negative Zero uh, up in the the, the attic, the, the haunted by the wood paneling. Uh, we are here live for episode 581 and on uh, this this evening's show, this week's show, I don't know when the fuck you're going to listen to it, but whenever you listen to it, we're going to be talking about the film Perpetrator. It is a Shudder exclusive directed by Jennifer Reeder, so we'll be discussing that film a little bit later. You know, we'll play some voice messages if we get any. I haven't checked yet, so if, uh, if you guys have sent one, it'll get played. If you haven't sent one yet, there is still time. You can send it to podcast at trickortreatradio.com. And, um, we also have the option on trickatureradio.com. If you just go to the website, you can click on contact, and then from there you can click uh, leave voicemail, and you can do it right from the site. So all you need is a uh, an internet connection and a microphone, and you can do it from there. And the good thing about that is you get three minutes, you record it, you hit stop. As soon as you hit stop, it immediately emails us, sends it to us. You, you skip a whole step. So want to make this as easy as possible for you. Send us a voice message. Let us know what you think about the movie we're, we're discussing for the week. Movies we've done in the past, whether it's last week, last month, uh, eight weeks ago, eight months ago, eight years ago. Right, Raven Shadow? I mean, wh- why limit it, right? It's all valid. All that's correct. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. Is, I, don't, I know that those are words, but I don't understand how they all link together. Neither do I. <laughs> okay, well, at least we've established that. So you got the producer, Wolfie. I can't produce you to be smart, <laughs> or to sound smart. That's fair. You are smart. That's fair. You may That's not sound it all the time, but you are smart. It's true. <laughs> I am smart, not like everybody says. S M R T. Smart. Yeah, I'm smart. Shop. You smart. shop. You shop at the Mart because you're so smart, right? Yeah, I shop at S Mart. So, uh, yeah, so that's what's up. And then, uh, 
you know what? For the beginning here, we usually just shoot the shit, talk about whatever the fuck. You know, if if people wanted to during the intro for watching live, they could always just toss out topics. What do you think about this? This happened this week. What do you think? What do you think about, um, I don't know, the fires in Canada, Raven Shadow? Like, did someone set them uh, by smoking? I, I wasn't in Canada that day. That <laughs> guy looked like me. <laughs> a lot of guys look like you, apparently. It's true. I get that a lot. But yeah, I wasn't even there, asshole. I don't even know those guys. <laughs> Not even supposed to be here today. I mean, fires are bad, okay? I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, shit like that. Yeah, shit like that, you know. Uh, I may, w- one thing I'll, I'll talk about off the top here is I may be making a uh, a change to the studio. So um, I have, and and not a visual change necessarily, it's more of a, a, a tech change. But um, you guys... You guys saw the equipment that I had at the at the studio, and underneath the desk, yes. I had my mixer. It's a it's a, a sixteen channel mixer uh, with one microphone. I don't really need a sixteen channel mixer. It's a little overkill. Uh, so I think I'm going to downgrade. Uh, not necessarily downgrade, but I'm going to um, sort of um, parallel grade parallel upgrade i don't know i'm i'm gonna be i think i'm gonna get get um let this go i might so if anyone's looking for any equipment i i i might have some uh to let go including the 16 channel mixer i have some other effects um uh rack effects um let's see what else do i have a headphone um splitter for the for the rack i have a bunch of stuff um but anyways yeah i might get a just a nice little desktop mixer um, with some new tech in it, because this is a pretty old mixer. So, yeah, been kind of looking around, seeing what I can do. And uh, the thing is, it might be a little bit of money up front, but when I sell all this other stuff, it'll it should more than make up for it. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of is this a this is, is this tech a per- talk? <laughs> well, I was thinking, is this a precursor to, precursor to like a trick or treat radio marketplace? Uh, how, how do you mean? Like, we could have like you know isn't like putting, marketplace a thing? Like putting stuff up for sale. Yeah, like a Monster Zero wants to put up some of his fucking. He wants to put up his uh, 4K butt crack up there. Someone might want that. Wait, his own butt crack in 4K? No, the film. <laughs> I'm not, not getting not. getting rid of either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's holding on to both. He's holding on to his butt crack. Uh, that's right. his, butt, to... his butt crack's not for sale, Raven Chat, okay? That's not true at all. <laughs> oh, bite me, Keanu. <laughs> all right, I'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> butt, butt cracks for sale. Butt cracks for sale. <laughs> butt cracks for sale. Get your butt crack here. Come on now. Yes. Here's, a, here's a used one, half off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> So, yeah, um, yeah, so that, I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, I've, um, maybe soon, maybe, maybe in a little bit, but, um, I will make sure I have plenty of time to, uh, get it all set up ahead of time. <laughs> I don't want to set it here's, up. Uh, here's, here's one that's, here's a butt crack that's in nice, excellent condition. Used to belong to an old man. He only scratched it on Sundays. Come on. He owned a bidet. 
<laughs> so that's yeah that's uh that's the tech talk for the week so i know we have uh zero uh fans of tech talk so i figured i'd uh give all of them uh something to chew on there uh let's see what else is going on mm. uh, i don't think there's any notable uh coffin corner <laughs> announcements this week so um i don't think anyone's really died thankful, thankfully um, thankfully i did switch over to spotify wow and this it's getting, it's getting serious then raven channel i don't yeah, have serious <laughs> radio no i got spotify well no i know but it, it's like are you going steady <laughs> now with spotify yeah, no Hopefully. we're like yeah it's you know is this feeling you know? out process feeling it out you know no no commitments you know um, you doing the free the free thing no, it's funny enough. I, I apparently I already had Spotify, because um, I was with Marion, and we we're looking to like I'm like fucking, and because actually it was Stitcher went two days longer than the original date of their final date. Oh wow, it was that was supposed nice to be, yeah, it was supposed to be like August 29th, but they went to the end of the month. So that was I just go, for you, right? By the way, Room Channel, they did just for you. I think so, because they thank knew that you wouldn't you. you wouldn't figure it out, you know in time I, I was getting scared because i didn't see marion for a couple of days <laughs> but um but i did have apparently I did have spotify on the show i had uh i had two shows already on they had one with trick-or-treat radio already subscribed represent <laughs> um the other one was uh was harmontown harmontown like mark Harmon? yeah that'd be awesome uh a lot of like talk of like the presidio and summer school that'd be dope <laughs> um because he was in that movie with uh sean connery and i think he also played not not king kong but he played ted bundy um <laughs> king in a movie kong back bundy. in the day <laughs> king kong bundy as ted bundy that'd be <laughs> fucking weird um five i killed five 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 yeah <laughs> <laughs> so marion says you're doing the free spotify she's in the chat she says hey gents he's doing the free spotify yeah, lady. I lady. Yeah, and I, I, it's fine. I don't love the interface as much as I like Stitcher. Um, and there's some shows I can't find on that, um, which makes me upset. But I was able to yeah. get most of the shows that I've had already. Um, a friend of ours isn't on there. I don't think. Who? I don't think Goro's on there. I can't find Talk Without Rhythm on uh, on Spotify. I don't know, I'll have to, to I'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, like I got really? um I, I've been I, I got it's a lot, of, a lot I gotta get, but I, so far I found Zombie Girls, I found OTC, but it's weird where it skipped episode eight oh five. Um I don't like how they necessarily segment it to new episodes in your library. I just gotta get used to the interface. Did you say library? But yeah, library. Library. Oh, let's not start that shit library. now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we dealt with that for years, and now we have to deal with it again. Library. 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 Um, but getting there, so it's fine. It's nice. Um, I did get uh, Xbox new show. Nice. Okay. Uh, 
I think it's like podcast for life. Um, <laughs> what's that yeah. show called? Talk, talk without anus. Listen, wow. <laughs> that fucking hurts. Okay. Is it for life? L Y F E. I am not sure. Let me go to my no, library. No, no, you don't have to. Right. Library. Oh, yeah. Library. But that's been cool. But no, I got a lot of, a lot of our friends on there. Um, and Tucker Jericho's on there. So I'm getting used to it. Um, but yeah, so I've had to go to like the website to listen to El Goro, but I want him I want him on 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 my device. I'm looking. I'm looking on the site to try to see if I can find. I just looked. <sighs> I just looked. I couldn't find it. Yeah, that's it's possible. It's not there. I see walking without rhythm on Spotify. <laughs> Saw that. That's kind of my gimmick too. Um, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's when you get pulled over. You have to do the line. I'm walking without rhythm, officer. <laughs> Every Raven Shadow's new podcast, Living Without Rhythm. It's true. I am remarkably <laughs> Caucasian. <laughs> I have no rhythm, and I love Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. Do, do you really? I I enjoy Wes Anderson. Oh, I don't yeah. love them. I enjoy them. And you wear khakis and listen to Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> no, I don't. Although I did see, though I I might start listening now because i saw some interview with uh hootie himself uh uh darius, darius, darius rucker darius. um and he was on some interview and i guess when they were really at the height of their 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 fame when you know i really want to be with you um when that shit was dropping they were doing a bunch of yayo yayo really what's yayo cocaine cocaine they, 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 why are they we cocaine. calling it yayo that's what they call it. Who? Who's they? I don't want. I'm not going to out anybody. I'm not going to out <laughs> Darius Rucker any more than he already has been. But uh, Darius no. Rucker never did. But the Blowfish I hear did. Yeah, yeah. The blow. Yeah, it was in their name. How do we didn't fucking know it? That's what the Blowfish was all about. They were fucking doing lots of coke. Uh, <laughs> Hootie and the Blow. Hootie <laughs> and the Blow. <laughs> I would see that show now. I bet you would. <laughs> Here you go, everybody. Free samples. <laughs> I only want to do one with you. With you. <laughs> yeah. I only want to bump with you. <laughs> I want to blow with you. <laughs> I only want to sniff it off your butthole. <laughs> Speaking of butt cracks. Weird. there was the famous story of um of when sam kinnison snorted an l off of uh laverne's uh breast um laverne peggy peggy marshall oh oh okay yeah that's who i was thinking yeah yeah you're um yeah is it peggy Peggy patty marshall Penny Marshall, Peggy Marshall, Penny, Penny Marshall. Yeah. Oh, Shirley, you're gonna bump a nose off my L. <laughs> name name a movie she directed, Raven Shadow. Uh the fucking baseball one. The fucking um. 
on, come on, come on. It's my favorite baseball. baseball. Any given Sunday. No. Um, any given Sunday. It's more like Major any given League. day of the week. <laughs> oh, one oh. for the boys. A league of their oh. own. Yes. Hey, thank, you. thank you. Cobb. My favorite baseball movie. I love really? that goddamn movie. Oh, it's great. Yeah. What it's about great. um? She's. I. You know what's funny? I didn't know she. I don't know if I ever knew that she directed Big. Really? Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. She did Awakenings. Yep. Holy shit. What else? What's she done? <laughs> she, what what is this? She did a she did something. Uh, she did Rodman. It's a documentary about Dennis Rodman from Probably. 2020. Yeah, but so did really? Carmen Electra too. I mean, a lot of people wait, did Rodman. From, wait, from 2020, wasn't she dead before then? Uh, I mean, maybe she's working on it before. Possibly. I mean, it's possible it could have been released after she died yeah, posthumously. Yeah. It says on the uh, synopsis, it says that Rodman is the story of NBA Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman told by Penny Marshall. Dennis told Penny he didn't trust or want anyone else to tell his story. If you think you've heard it all about Dennis Rodman, this film will open your eyes. So apparently he only wanted her to do it. Well, Imagine if he like, just contacted her out of the blue and she had no idea who he was. <laughs> I know. Hey, Penny, it's the Rod. How you doing? Yeah, it's the worm. That's what we call it. The worm. Rodzilla. Rodzilla or the worm. Rodzilla. NWO for life, Laverne. (laughs) But she actually was Uh, a big, uh, I I remember she was a big basketball fan. I used to see her at games. So I guess that makes sense. Did she she direct the movie Eddie? Uh, Oh. No. She didn't. She didn't direct. I mean, I'm looking at her filmography now. I don't see that listed. Okay. She did um, Riding in Cars with Boys, The Preacher's Wife, Renaissance Man, League of Their Own, Awakenings, Big, and then it looks like she did, uh, let's see, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. Yep, and she directed some episodes of Laverne and Shirley. And uh, Tracy Ullman show, she did one episode. Wow. Oh, sure. <laughs> and she also did, speaking of sitcoms, uh, she directed uh, two episodes of According to Jim from uh, two th- oh, 2009. I'm sorry. I thought that was an older show. Never mind. Um, but yeah, there you go. Penny Marshall. Um, she passed. Yeah, she passed in 2018. So that wow. would have had to have come out after. Yeah, so she must have been working on it, and then they kind of finished it up and and whatever, and and then released it posthumously. She was so good. She was yeah, great. She was awesome. Fun, fun actress too. You know. Uh, let me see in the chat room. Marion says, "Let's talk about Ween, which we are going to tomorrow. I will be buying nitrous balloons. Well, it's kind of a tradition now, Raven Channel, right?" <laughs> Yeah, boy. Yeah, so we're going to see uh, we're going to see Ween tomorrow night in uh, Rhode Island at the uh, legendary Strand Theater. Nice. All right. Which I've uh, I, I I I don't think I've been there since it was. I think it might have been the Ramones 
on their first or second farewell tour. <laughs> I you say um, first or second tour. I was like, what? Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, and then I saw Sid. Yeah, I think so. It's been a while. It's been um, definitely had 19 in the year. Um, and about 2000 last time I went there, but uh, yeah, we're gonna go see Ween again. Um, manana, wonder if uh, Rhode Island allows nitrous balloons. Oh, but they fucking elected Buddy Cianci, they're all into that. <laughs> Stars of It's Pat the Movie, it's true. Buddy Cianci wasn't in Pat the Movie. Um, Rhode Island, they do cocaine with uh, crazy straws over there, it's pretty cocaine. nice. And your cocaine. <laughs> oh, you're watching. You said you were watching uh, Metalocalypse, right? Oh yeah. Did I say that? Uh, yeah, I watched. <laughs> you're like I lied. Uh, that might have been a drunken shadow. Uh, I am. Um, but yeah, no, we did. Uh, we yeah, we watched three episodes of Metalocalypse. And I heard the line, uh, "Don't be a dick, be a dude." Um, <laughs> uh, which I'm, I'm definitely into. You. The Swedish guy, like the Norwegian black metal dude, he's awesome. Uh, Squisgar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Squisgar Squigelf. Yep. And then, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know why. Well, I know. I mean, I like them all. Uh, Murderface is fucking awesome, but uh, I like oh, to- Murderface. Is I like Toki and um, Pickles. <laughs> Pickles the drummer. Pickles, Pickles, Pickles is great. Pickles, Pickles. You you use nickels, guys. Nickels is money too. <laughs> Pickles, nickels. Butter sauce. It goes on everything. <laughs> I used to be able to do some of their voices fairly well, but it's been a while. Um, what else? What else? Um, what else? Like, oh, uh, oh, uh, the the uh, the murder face. He's like, I'm gonna join my band, Planet Piss. <laughs> 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 and what was, Dude, what was the tattoo that was, a, that was across his gut? Oh, Pobody's Nerfect. Pobody's Nerfect. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there one episode when they asked somebody why they didn't do anything and he's like, oh, too damn drunk. <laughs> yep. Show's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet. The the new one's out. Um I haven't I haven't watched yeah. it yet, but I want I would like to. I would love to see that. Oh, Marion says it. we got your favorite thing: disappointment. <laughs> that was for uh, I think it was for oh. Murderface's birthday or something. I think <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, we got you nothing. 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 <laughs> oh, hey, you, body bag. <laughs> you don't know snakes from dildos. <laughs> Oh, body bird. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my macaroni murder lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Marion asks, MZ, have you seen the League of Their Own TV show? Or show? I don't know if it's a TV uh, I, show, but. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, uh, it's not a sitcom. Oh, it's a streaming show, like... right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. I've heard a lot of bad things about it. Not that that deters me or anything like that, but I just haven't had the opportunity to see it. I would like to. All right. I would love to. I would love uh, to. Angry Townsman just popped in. Said evening, everyone. Evening, the angry. 
And I would love to. I would love. I would love to. I would love to. I would love to. I see OJ man, and he's scared. <laughs> he looks scared. Because this cops all deep in this. <laughs> I forgot all about that. What guy. was that from again? It was when they did the phony phone call when uh, OJ was running amok. Um, and the guy called in. Uh, he's like, he's like, oh, on the line we have Robert Higgins. <laughs> he's like, yeah, Robert Higgins. <laughs> on the Stern Show. And he's like, well, now as I'm looking at, I'm looking at the van and I see OJ man. And he looks scared. I'd be scared too because this cop's all deep in this. And then all of a sudden, like Al Michaels comes on the phone. He's like, "This is Al Michaels. Uh, uh, it's a totally uh, farcical call. Uh, it's uh, indicative of a certain morning radio uh, talk show host." <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because at the end the guy says, "And Baba Booey to y'all." Yeah, <laughs> Baba Booey to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we forget. I would like to, uh, <clears throat> and I told you about this, Wolfie, uh, Raven Show, you don't know about it. I want to do a live unboxing. Oh, shit. Live unboxing. Time. Live unboxing. Live unboxing. Oh, and, shit. It's uh, a big tube. Oh, what the? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at Astro Bat. What are you doing to that tube, MZ? <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so. This is uh this is something I picked up uh during the um the uh Labor Day sale that was going on over at Vinegar Syndrome. And uh I it's a poster obviously and uh, I like that they put it in a tube this big cuz I can't stand trying to unravel a poster that's that's wound up tighter than a doobie. So I'm glad that it's kind of it's 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 in a tube this big. So we're going to unravel this. I already got the tape getting ready to come off okay all right yeah okay yeah. oh wow this is great radio ah. <clears throat> yes it is and uh okay okay we got some brown paper all right okay anything else in there no nope. nope. okay and uh here is Okay, I like how they got it wrapped up. They got it. it's all wrapped up in this brown paper in heavy stock. Uh, oh, this is nice. Okay. Let's see, it says vinegar syndrome. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh. I thought it was pretty neat. So uh especially for the price that they were asking. So I figured, yeah. Let's uh let's Get all deep in this, you know. So, well, so it's great. So it's a, it looks to be a beautiful, lovely uh, in a bathing suit walking in the desert, and it looks to be a uh, giant honeycomb film reel. Film reel. Yeah, Wolfie knows honeycomb. Yeah, the honeycomb. <laughs> did he say honeycomb? Yeah, he did say honeycomb. It's not a fucking honeycomb. Jesus Christ! Like Jack, the fucking cereal. Matter with you, honey. Honeycomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know a honeycomb? This boy be no, talking no, about no. a honeycomb. <laughs> Man! <laughs> Man! You know it's a honeycomb? <laughs> Man! <laughs> There's something written in the lower right-hand corner. I'm checking it out. It says, you son of a oh, bitch. Okay. okay. It's numbered. 
150 of these were made, and I got number 106. Oh, look at you. So what is yeah. it? What What is it a poster of? It's just, it's just uh, like uh, company art, you know. Uh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, logo. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. I was I wasn't sure if it was like if it was like that movie in the desert that you got mad about the tire. I thought it was that. Oh yeah, well I'm still mad about that. <laughs> I know. Because uh, uh. you know what the fuck. Here she is well, trying to get sexy. away, from a goddamn zombie, and here she is, next scene oh, with Jesus. a goddamn zombie and the tires wrapped around its goddamn right. neck. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Right. And I'm still going to complain about it. So anyway, that is it, and uh, that that's nice. I like that. Yeah, I like how that. That is nice. Did you know what it looked like ahead I, of time, MZ? Yeah, I knew what it looked like ahead of time. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't sure if it was like you know you buy it and you get a you know like. One of these posters or something, I don't know. Oh, no, 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 nothing like that. Well, Vinegar Syndrome's really good to their customers and their fan oh, base yeah. and everything. Yeah, I, they're amazing. And I do, love, I do love Vinegar Syndrome, so. And they're good yeah, dudes. Every, no, time, every time we've had a chance to hang out with them at conventions or, or whatnot. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great dudes. Yeah. I'd like to visit their shop one of these days. I really would. Oh. Yeah, you totally should. I mean, it's. I guess for you, it'd be a bit of a hike from Maine, but you know, if you happen to go to Massachusetts or something, you make the jaunt down there to Connecticut. Yeah. Well, I'm heading down to Massachusetts uh, next month for uh, Monster Expo. So. There you go. Oh yeah. But I'm only there. I'm only going to be there for one day. I'm not there for the weekend. So. What day are you there for? Saturday. So there's that. There's <laughs> something going on. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to continue talking. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we were supposed to do a uh, Patreon over the weekend and and record that, but we never got around to it because of some shit that went down for me. Uh, we normally record our Patreon uh, episodes on Sunday. And, uh, but sat, but Sunday, uh, about a half an hour before we were going to get ready to, or no, 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 not a half an hour, about maybe three hours, about three hours before we get ready to record, I had to cancel out because one of my cats, uh, was missing Katie. And, uh, you know, uh, and you, you, you get nuts when you miss one of your animals and you don't know where, he or she might be, you know, and, you know, and certain people in here were starting to have a, have a, uh, conniption of sorts and, you know, freaking out over the, over the loss of a, of a cat and everything. So for the next couple of hours, we're looking around, looking around, looking around, can't find any, can't find her anywhere. Then we got to the point and it was raining too, on top of everything else. So I go to, the store and I go get a trap a humane trap not a bear trap but a humane trap and hopes that if she's out there somewhere she'll come in and you know the trap will get her and then we can bring her back in and I went to go get the trap brought it home learning how to use it 
I cut the cardboard off of of the, the, the cage itself. I see where this is going. And about five minutes after I cut it off, I hear, I think I found her. I think I found her. I'm like, what? And she's, uh, and she said, she's under the stairs. I'm like, I looked under the stairs. She wasn't there. No. She's, there's an empty space behind our stairway that leads up to where I am right now. We have a bunch of boxes shoved under there. Now I took out one set of boxes because I figured she was there. Maybe a couple of other spaces. No, she's not there, but she happened to be in the space between the box between the box that's on the other side of the stairs, because I, you know, because, uh, you know, you got stairway here, so you got a line of boxes here and a line of boxes here. I took out the line of boxes here, took them out, couldn't find her. She was down at the lowest bottom step <laughs> in that little space. And, and to this day, we still can't figure out how the hell she got down there. But she got down there, and she's been down there for like a good five or six hours. And we can't figure out how the hell she got down there. I'm surprised you, but she because, wasn't making noise or anything. No, well, apparently she was, you know, she was scared. And when they're scared, they don't make any noise. Oh, I know I, I've had down there. Okay. Gotcha. Huh? I was just going to say, I know, like, I haven't had, like, I haven't had a cat get stuck somewhere, but, um, you know would like sometimes they would like meow or you know like whatever but yeah i guess if she was scared right. that's yeah yeah and because i looked down there twice couldn't find her i never even thought to look down at the lowest possible step behind the other boxes on the other side of the steps because i didn't think that she would be down in that area you know but there she was son of a bitch <laughs> son so of a bitch so anyway, that took care of that. Now, Saturday was a real pain in the ass because I go to this place to eat, right? I've had their food before, but I've never eaten there. It's like a pizza joint. Good food. So I order myself like a sandwich, uh, some mozzarella sticks. And oh, Monty Watsy, Raven Shadow. Yeah, Rep- representing, representing all of Italia. <laughs> And I figured, okay, I'll buy myself a whoopie pie, okay? Whoopie pie. A... Oh. So I oh, it's got a... nuts. I, I can just fucking see where this is going. <laughs> so I eat everything. You know, everything's good. I take, I bite the, into the whoopie yep. pie. Yep. And sure enough, yep. peanut butter whip topic, whip, whip filling. I'm like, son of a Fuck. bitch. I didn't, I didn't swallow any of it. And now, for those who don't know, I'm allergic, deathly allergic to peanut and peanut products and peanut butter. So I taste, you know, I put it in my mouth. I, I took a bite of it and it tasted weird. It kind of tasted like peanuts or <laughs> peanut butter, but it could have just very well been maybe the flavor of the chocolate or the flavor of the whip to- or, or the whip topping or whatever you want to call it, the whip filling. Well, uh, I, understand, I understand your point because when I eat a Reese's piece of- Peanut butter cup, I definitely taste the peanut butter and the chocolate. So that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but it, you know, at first it, it kind of bothered me a little bit, but I figured, you know, it, maybe it's just a different tasting chocolate, but not peanut butter. But as I kept chewing a little bit and having it swirl around in my mouth a little bit, I'm like, this is peanut butter. This is peanut. And I had to get it out of my mouth. <laughs> There's no sign saying this is peanut, uh, whoopie pies, nothing on there. It's a it's a it's a eating establishment. They got to tell you by law, I would think, that you know peanut products. I think I think the gimmick is you have to inform your server before you order if you have any peanut butter allergies or any allergies. Yeah, but this is something you buy over the counter, right? Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. So like, this should be marked on there. Yeah. Yeah, it did, well, it, did, it just said whoopie pies. Whoopie pies okay. and the price. It didn't say anything about flavored <laughs> whoopie pies or anything like that. So okay. I, spit the, I spit the fucker out of my mouth and I'm like racing home uh, trying to get some Benadryl in me. I didn't swallow any of this stuff, but my throat was starting to close up and the back oh, of my boy. tongue started to swell. And oh. fuck me sideways. So I just took, I just went home, pounded down a couple of Benadryl. <laughs> And just called it a day. Pounded you know? down a couple of Benadryl. Yeah. And, called and, it a you day. Know, you know, if I die, I die. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if I die, I die. Yeah, if I die, <laughs> I die. Because I'm funky like that. And so, yeah. And, you know, after a while, it just went away on its own. I didn't start scratching at all. My throat didn't start scratching. I didn't, wasn't puking or anything like that, but. If I had if I had swallowed it, it could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. Jesus Christ! But you know, it should, uh, it should, it should that, identify peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, now for, for the thing, if you have Benadryl, does that stop it? Like if you if you swallow, if you ate it, would the Benadryl help, or are you fucked after that? I I'm pretty much fucked after that. Uh, you know, I I pretty much would have had to have gone to the hospital. Now, what do they do when you get there? Well, if I, well, let's see. The last time I had peanut products was the day, was the night, actually, when we were filming that puppet show review over at Tiny's house. Yeah, you had the, um, the, uh, the cake, right? Was it a cheesecake? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I had to go to the hospital then because I, I ate that whole thing. And I went into anaphylactic shock Jesus. and uh, I had to spend the night there and, you know, they just pumped me full of medicine and, you know, I was out the next day. Didn't miss any work at all. <laughs> but, uh, but that, that got scary. It, you know, cause I, I was in like a, like a limbo land sort of thing. And I can remember the nurse yelling at one of the assistants, you know, Move it, move it, move it. You know, it's, like, <laughs> it's a good vibration. Move it, move it. She's like, get this guy a fucking titty bucket for his balls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, but I can remember one of the assistants, the guy was asking me, are you on any uh, recreational drugs? <laughs> and I'm like, no. He goes, are you sure? Because at that Are point, sure? I, yeah. I I think I had the long goatee and the bald head, and he probably thought that I was some sort of drug addict. And was that uh, the, wait? Was that the day that you had like that handprint on your face too? Yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> it might have. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I think we recorded some stuff for um the uh yeah. crypto gas. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the Red Queen's uh yeah. handprint, by the way. Yes, it was. And yeah. uh <laughs> and uh he's like, Are you sure you, you don't take it? I'm like I'm, I said to him, Oh, why should I be? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what that's all about. Gesundheit. Anyway, that was my weekend. Wow, that's quite a weekend. <laughs> you get try top yeah. it this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Angry Townsman says, MZ, I'm glad you didn't swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Things we've never heard. <laughs> but then there was Things a time that went uh, over the manor when Joey Tron brought all that saltwater taffy back from Rhode Island. That was all clearly labeled what the flavors are. And I think mm. you ate the peanut butter that was marked peanut butter. I don't remember that. Tron does. <laughs> uh, uh, there's some crazy stuff going on in chat. There's uh, talking really? talking about dildos. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> nice. Uh, Angry Townsman said that looks suspiciously dildo-like when he was pulling out his, uh, when MZ pulled out his um, poster, his unboxing. A little bit. And then. Yeah, the gerbils, the gerbils were getting nervous. Yeah, then Marion wanted to know what kind of dildos you buy. Uh, was talking to uh, Angry Townsman, and he said no comment. Oh, <laughs> and uh, apparently, Marion only shops at Bad Dragon. Oh is yeah, it, oh. is that is that Brad Dragon's uh, <laughs> website? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Brad Dragon. <laughs> and uh, Angry Angry asked a legit question and said, "Is that their logo stylized?" Talking about um, vinegar syndrome, and I think that's kind of it, right, MZ? Uh-huh. I kind of a take so. on their logo. Well, their logo is just the you know a girl, a silhouette of a girl, and right. her left leg is in yellow while the rest of her is in white. Um, it's I guess it I guess you could say it's some sort of a form of that. Yeah. Oh, yawning! Holy shit! I'm tired. Um, I feel like MZ all of a sudden. Um, Ugh. and then a, uh, Evil Corny said, "Did he say penis butter?" When you were talking about <laughs> peanut butter. Are you, yeah, are you allergic to that, MZ? <laughs> I'm allergic to that, too, so don't get any, <laughs> any of that. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Our our, uh, our dirty listeners for our vulgar, <laughs> yes. vulgar guru of horror. I know. It's a very dirty so, chat room tonight. It is. It's a very, uh, bunch yeah. of filthy people. <laughs> horrible blue, blue jokes, these blue humor jokes. I'm offended. Blue humor? Yeah, blue chew. What was that? A uh, uh, blue iris. A <laughs> <laughs> blue iris. <laughs> oh, my dick is hard as Paul Canerco's bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That that shit's funny, man. <laughs> That's the second time we brought up uh, Howard Stern. Howard yeah, Stern what the show hell? today. We should get Beetlejuice on the show. <laughs> what do you guys think? He's probably, oh, awesome. he'd, no. he'd probably settle for us these no. days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Beat. We can probably get the Naked Cowboy. Probably. Yeah. We could probably get Artie, Artie Lang on the show. 
Just give him a, uh, give him a, couple, give him a couple bumps of coke. <laughs> yeah. We, Mary and I, we had tickets to Artie in Worcester at the um, at the uh, Hanover Theater, which is fucking weird. Um, like two weeks before everything went away with oh, the pandemic. I remember. Yeah, I remember you. I think I remember you talking about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like he had canceled first right before the world shut down. Um, but it was kind of a bummer because I got fucking free tickets for Artie Lang and I was curious. But it'd be funny to see him play at like a very like prestigious fucking theater. Yeah. With his fucking, <laughs> you know, nose. But he's been he's been shooting on Howard um last couple of years. Yeah, like yeah. In a bad way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're I don't think they're down anymore. Well, I mean, he, I mean, I don't know. I don't know like all the, all the details or whatever, but I mean, you know, he fucked up a lot on our show. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, <laughs> I don't know everything, but I think Howard tried. I think yeah, Howard fucking yeah, tried. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so funny how, um, things change. Like, I would say, I mean, Howard was a legit, um, broadcaster i mean what i mean by legit i mean he was he was the biggest broadcaster for a while but what i mean is like he would have like big interviews and you know but there was a lot of people who were afraid to go on a show because they're you know afraid he was going to ask question about putting something up their butt or you know like (laughs) or whatever you know but now like i feel like he is like one of the go-to guys for like a long-form interview um i don't listen to the show anymore but you know, just because I don't have, I don't have the time or, you know, Sirius XM or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I know I see like a lot of clips and stuff like that online. And sometimes I'll watch a, watch a clip here or there. But he seems to be like a go-to guy now for like, you know, long form, big interviews. Yeah. He's still... I mean, before he used to be the guy that you can, that you can rely on, that you can, if he was to get Liza Minnelli in the studio, you can, he would coax <laughs> get her to, to play, play anal, anal, anal ring toss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I was was it Lord of the anal, the Lord of the Anal Rings? Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see Liza Minnelli be playing anal ring toss. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, Mama, Mama! I want to say you mama, played. Don't you love me yet, Mama? Oh, Mama! <laughs> Aren't you proud of me yet, Mama? <laughs> Evil Corny said, "I had wow. to. I had to look it up. I didn't think Beetlejuice was still alive. Hell yeah, he is. <laughs> Beats uh, fucking yes. alive and well. <laughs> well, he's alive. He's, he's alive. Yeah, well. yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fair. He's never been well. <laughs> I no. mean, his biggest his biggest claim to fame was getting hit by hit in the back by Jeff Jarrett uh, with a guitar." <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> yeah, he was on WCW. <laughs> okay, I was saying w- WCW, right? Of course, okay. yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was on WCW. And he called him slap nuts, and <laughs> Jeff Jarrett said, "Well, fuck you," and just waylaid him with a fucking guitar to his back. <laughs> and he had, and, and Beale just had his Superman costume on and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can find Beetlejuice on Nitro. <laughs> I just found it. Um... Oh, slap nuts was the worst. Oh wait, I, yeah, that was pretty dumb. Hold on, hold on. I got beat. Oh, I got to turn it up. One second. <laughs> one, one second. I got to turn it up. All right, here we go. 
It's Jeff Jarrett. Beetlejuice, what's hey, up? Hey, Stapnuts. Would you call me? Stapnuts. You know who you're talking to? Yeah, you, Stapnuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Stapnuts to you. He fucking yeah. decked him. You, you can hear that, right? You can hear the guitar break over his head. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Superman costume on too while he's doing it. Down goes Beetlejuice, <laughs> like his fucking <laughs> Frazier. <laughs> oh wait, okay. So later on, there's like a some sort of something on a pole match, and Beetlejuice comes Beetlejuice out. No, oh he he fucking decked Jarrett in the dick. <laughs> He legit, Jeff Jarrett was getting to the top rope, and Beetlejuice is so small, he had to punch up into his dick. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of of an existence does that have? Beetlejuice goes down! Wait, one more time. Down Mr. Slapnuts to you. Yeah. Mr. Slapnuts to you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Hey, Slapnuts. Would you call me Slapnuts? You know who you're talking to? Yeah, you, Slapnuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Slapnuts to you. Yeah. You can hear all the wind coming out of him when he gets hit, too. Uh. He's like, ooh. <laughs> Oh no! My my computer froze. <laughs> it's on the fucking video. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Beetle broke your computer. I think he did. Beetle just legit broke my computer. What is going on? It didn't restart like like what was happening before. It just fucking froze. <laughs> will, will he be in the sequel? Oh, it just wait. Oh, it unfroze and then froze again. What the fuck? Will Beetlejuice be in the Beetlejuice sequel? I hope so. <laughs> Still juicy? I'm not seeing it if he's not. Am I the one? I, I don't think I want a Beetlejuice sequel. Oh, you're going to get one. Not unless I don't, not unless Beat's in it. Yeah. But, I mean, but of course, I mean, they stopped making it now because of the writer's strike. So everything's on hold with that. <clears throat> you know what's funny? Um, I was listening to, to Outside the Cinema today, uh, friends, uh, uh, you know, Bill and, and, and Mr. Chris yep. and, and, and Mr. Chris just threw a line out there that I've been kind of been thinking about and it's just, it's just an idea, a thought that he had, <clears throat> but he was thinking about when <clears throat> obviously these giant movie studio corporations, these mega corporations, um, are all merging with other film organizations, right? So the strike is, you know, the 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 fat cats are getting fatter while the fucking, you know, creators aren't making any green. But he made an interesting question throwing it out there like could there be a thing? Maybe this is a little bit 
you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, theories. What do you call it? Um, what do you call it when um, people think uh, conspiracy theories? Conspiracy theories um, with studios who they contribute to both parties, political parties. I'm sure there's there's dollars in all the various camps, but raise the indictments of certain political figures of keeping creators away from writing material for things to commentate on what's going on in the world. And it wasn't crazy serious. It was a question poised out, but like, huh? Uh, boy, that's what? a really big tin hat theory. It was just a conversation. It, 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 I'm not saying that he's married to it. I'm not saying that it was just, no. it is kind of weird, right? Just from a, a, a weird perspective. To no, keep. I don't think I don't think so because if I mean even if that was the case, there's still you know the public opinion out there and oh oh sure they, sure I mean I mean if he doesn't get a if anybody of these any of these people don't get a hold of what the rise are coming up with, sure they'll come up they'll they'll come across some regular poster out there that's. That's saying thing, saying almost the very same thing that a professional writer would say. But well, that's kind of you no, know, that's worth. Yeah, once again, I'm not. I'm not saying that. And and it was just it was just a throw. Up. You know, Chris just said this line. He's not a tin cat, a tin hat dude. You know, he just it was a question poised. I'm like, huh, that's it is kind of funny, timing wise. But and not that I believe this or he does, but it was just. Throwing the question out there. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I, I, that's. I, I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's a little far fetched. But uh, I mean, anything's possible. But I, I think something like that's just a little bit too far fetched. I don't think. Yeah, a lot of political figures get kind of upset at the writers. You know, that you know, professional writers. You know, for talk right. shows. Or what have you, but uh, I don't think uh, I don't think they go hand in hand as far as right of strike to somebody's feelings getting hurt. You know, I, I just don't see it. I thought it was an interesting question. Um, I have been watching some more Ron Perlman videos. Um, I do love that <laughs> dude so much. Yeah. You yeah. see him going off on uh, on Apple Music? No, I haven't. I can only imagine, though. Uh, what was his issue with Apple Music? I guess, like, he he, he did a promo. Uh, and he looked, he looked, he, I don't know if he's, he's probably not doing a movie, but his hair is all dyed blonde, like, um, like Billy Idol, a la, like, 1985. Even the beard, too. Um, but he was saying how he was having an issue with all this music. He was saying how his... <clears throat> His dad and brother passed away very young, and they were both musicians, and music was a very part of his life. And he spent all this years buying um, you know, music on records, eight tracks, cassettes, CDs, all this music that he's bought over and over again, the same stuff. And the the whatever device he had to stream, he lost all of it. 
And when he called Apple Music, the only way they could get it after a series of customer service, people calling him, was he had to buy like a $9.99 a month app to get the music back. And he was basically going off about the corporate greed. And he was like, you know, you know, he's like nine, you know, ten dollars a month is, you know, I, I light my cigars with ten dollars, you know, kind of stuff. But then it ends up, you know, fuck you, Apple Music. Uh, he's driving his car, doing the promo. But um, it, it was on. I saw it a couple of days ago on the interwebs. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the thing with like, it's not just Apple Music. I mean, like. Out of all the services, I like Apple Music the best, but um, it, it's all fucked, right? It's all fucked. Like the whole fucking industry is fucked. So yeah. it it sucks for creators, uh, musicians, artists, you know, whatever. It 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 all just sucks for them. Um, it's just a tough. It's a tough place to be, and you know, I get what he's saying in terms of um you know, like that, that was what he used using like iTunes and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's sort of a larger issue, but when you're in the Apple ecosystem, that's sort of what, you know, you kind of have to stick with it. So I, I get what he's saying, but yeah. Yeah. I think it was also that he may have like downloaded it. I'm not, I'm not familiar with how you do that, but. All right. So, uh, my computer restarted. We're still. I, I'm still recording. Just so you guys know, I'm not gonna edit any of this. Um, but uh, yeah, we did lose the live feed. I'm trying to get it back right now. Oh yeah, I'm seeing Colonial be all. We have froze up. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. Um. Oh yeah, and I got it from Marion too. <laughs> And uh, of course, We're as, so sorry, folks. as as I'm trying to get everything going, of course, XSplit freezes up on me now. I think I tried to open things too too quickly. Well, maybe we should close out this segment and get started on the review. Maybe we should close out the fucking show for good. <laughs> <No. Yeah. laughs> do that too. Well, I just want to get live first, and then we can do that. Yeah. First time listeners, uh, check out our back catalog. It goes a lot more smoother than this. Um, well, the thing is, people I, listening like to the podcast won't know. Well, yeah, but what if what Why if you gotta draw attention to it? Um, because I think you just did. You, well, you're continuing to. <laughs> <laughs> well, allow me to retort. Okay, to. well. Uh, Oh, uh, one thing I was going to ask you guys: Did uh, actually I just I only posted it on um, on the Discord, so I don't know if you guys happen to see it. But did did you guys see the Saw X um, AMC parody that they did? The, the you know that Nicole Kidman AMC ad? Have you guys seen this? No, no. How how have you guys not seen this? Okay, well, never mind. If you don't know it, then you won't get the joke. But anyways, they did. Um... Oh, my God. I fucking restarted again. What the fuck? It's some bullshit. I just got everything up and running. Same time every week. But I've been inundated with like IMs. And there's, there's a Maru chatterbox going on right now where apparently smoking Thai uh, 
showed one of his daughters uh, Wonder Boy by Tenacious D, the song. And that was funny, which is good. But we're all very concerned that he didn't play other songs in the Tenacious D catalog, specifically on that album, because it gets very uh, dirty. <laughs> so I, I might have missed part of it. Like you're blowing, you're getting blown up right now because of that. You know, between between uh, getting texts from like Marion and Corny oh, and, and um, about that. being frozen, <laughs> and then they got smoking tie talking about fucking Jack Black, like it's fucking crazy. <laughs> that Rocky's doing something. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Like Jesus Christ! Like it's the same time every week, gang. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let uh, let this roll. You know what? Um, fuck it. I'm just we'll we'll do a we'll do a break in just a sec. And uh, while we're in break, I'll get everything back up and running. Um, That way, we don't uh, delay, delay, delay. So I'm just getting the program up for um, to run the uh, the break, and then uh, we'll do that. So, um, so might as well do the other stuff, and that is to talk about the ways you can support the show. Uh, as MZ mentioned, we were going to do the Patreon this past weekend, but uh, something came up, and uh, something important, when a missing animal is grounds yes. for moving uh, moving the podcast. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure other folks understand, um, but that was, that was a call we decided to make, and uh, it was the right call. So thankfully, everything yep. was okay, but we're going to do it this weekend. So we apologize about the delay, but I'm, I'm fairly certain that everyone will understand and would probably do the same thing in, in, in our shoes. So yeah, so we will do the, um, Patreon. And for those who didn't listen last month, we are doing, uh, back to school horror. So we'll be talking about, uh, horror movies that, um, you know, either, I guess we can do the same thing we did for the summer once and, and, It'll be uh, movies that were released, you know, in back to school, uh, you know, time frame, September, you know, whatever, and also movies that yep. take place in that, you know, in that time frame. So we'll be discussing back to school horror and uh, looking forward to that. That should be fun. And uh, yeah, so if you guys want to join up, it's uh, you can join for as little as $2. That's it as little as $2 and goes up from there. And, um, we would appreciate any and all support and it, you know, in exchange for your support, you get cool stuff. You get the Patreon exclusive episodes and, um, you know, when we do Patreon, uh, special live episodes and blackout tapes and stuff like that. So give it a look, patreon.trickortreatradio.com. And, other ways you can support on trickortreatradio.com. You can go scroll down, look for the Amazon logo, click it. It's going to bring you to Amazon. It's going to input our affiliate link. Everything you purchase in that session will get attributed to us. It's not going to cost them any extra, though, Raven Shadow. But it's another way to help keep the lights on. That is right. So you can help that way. And finally, on trickortreatradio.com, you can click on store. And you go to the store, and what you're going to do, you're going to, well, you're going to see the greatest hits of Trick or Treat Radio, volumes one through three. 
and you can go ahead and purchase those for three bucks a pop. You get about ninety minutes or so. Uh, there's uh, you get the ho- each one is ninety minutes. So I guess if you combine them all, you get like what four and a half hours, something like that. So you can uh, give those a look, and uh, it's got you know a nice little sampler of all the stuff that uh, um, that we do. And uh, if you guys dig it, you can go ahead and uh, give that a look. All right, so let me see. I think we almost back. I think we're almost back here. All right, so <coughs> hopefully I get everything back during the break. But um, we will take a break now. So, Michael Raven Shadow, why don't you go ahead uh, and let the folks know what did you do to prepare for this movie, Perpetrator, this week? Well, at the last week's conversation, uh, Mary and I dived into uh, the archives of the Val Kilmer catalog. That's right. Uh, we watched uh, some MacGruber, <laughs> where he played the villain um, in that uh, SNL spoof picture. And I'd never seen it before. But I didn't know that uh, when MacGruber was assembling his strike team, it was all members of the WWE roster. Like he had a great scene where he assembles like Chris Jericho, uh, Mark Henry, uh, the great Kali, and some other motherfucker. Um, and spoiler alert, it doesn't turn out well for them. But uh, then we also revisited Batman Forever. And uh, the first Joel Schumacher entry into the uh, 89 Batman saga. And looking back, it's not perfect. It is not a perfect film. Um, there's lots of flaws, but maybe because I was under the influence, or maybe it was the years. But I'm like, this was not terrible. The plot was stupid. The gimmick was stupid. But there was some great talent in there. Maybe I just kept thinking about Nicole Kidman as Doctor Chase Meridian, given angry hand jobs in a parking lot like that movie we saw years ago um and when i think about that you better believe i strapped on greetings we are the retro reductopus cephala podcast a bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome he's right we wax philosophic about lots of geeky crap like old video games and movies, toys, cartoons. I don't know. Help me out here. Music. Pants. Quoting video games that don't have dialogues. Shabibers. Tasty news. Unnecessarily long Japanese onomatopoeia. Butt breathers. Uncomfortable nature facts. Or how to install a samoplange. And unlike all those other podcasts, we at Retrodoctopus have an exciting rotating host schedule. Do we? We sure do. So, if you didn't like the guy flapping his gums this week, like me, worry not, gentle listener. Next week, we'll have a whole new host of problems. Hey, they might still suck, but they'll suck differently. And you know what's really cool? Retro Reductopus is part of the Inebriard Podcast Network, with new episodes out every Tentacle Tuesday. Which is like every other Tuesday. We named it. Anyways, you can listen to us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Thank Stitcher, you guys for having me on. It's a blast. Mm-hmm. You guys are awesome. Thank you so and, much. And, you know, um, 
Trick or Treat Radio, man. That's where it's at. That's the new Fangoria Radio is Trick or Treat Radio. Don't Don't say that. that. (laughs) You really put us under. It's like like swearing in church. You just jinxed us. You you put a lot on our shoulders just now. (laughs) We can strive for greatness. You guys are awesome. You really are. You got a great show. You go through your week with the same old routine. What you really want is some blood and thunder in your life. Well, friend, you found it. The Chromecast is an adventurous journey through the history of two-fisted pulp stories with your hosts, John, Josh, and Luke. We have action, horror, and adventure, all through the lens of pulp luminary Robert E. Howard. Don't just stay in your ordinary life. Find your pulp life at thecromcast.blogspot.com. The Chromecast. The Chromecast. The Chromecast. A podcast for the barbarian at heart. Hey, you matzo heads. This is Larry Fine, and you're listening to Trick or Treat Radio. On Trick or Treat Radio, I think. Let's see here. I haven't gotten confirmation, but I believe we are live. Oh man, <laughs> my uh, everything reverted. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, this is fun. So let me try and uh, do this. Do it. Fuck it. I'll do it live. Gonna change the fucking Chiron and the poster art because uh. I lost the um the most recent um settings for it. So I have to redo everything. That's fun. Alright, so there we go. Hi Raven Shadow, look at you, you're back. Like a vertebrae. <laughs> uh so I need you to uh and your on where'd you go i still see you why am i skype i don't know hold on hold on i think it's on my end the fuck is going on yeah well you fucking tell me man you tell me what are you doing what'd you do what'd you do i didn't touch nothing (laughs) did you go up at the studio and touch something up there i i I, I touched the cord upstairs (laughs) that's not even connected 
All right, I can... Actually, if we're going to kill time, I got a question for Monster Zero. Yeah, go, I got a question. Go ahead. Because I, gotta, people out there. I got to change the Chiron because it reverted. So go ahead. T- ask ask your all question right. of MZ. Uh, it's been, been about all week. What the fuck? Why are you so upset about something about Martin Short? What's going on? What was the article that you're so mad about? We're going to get into this. We got a movie review. No, you we're missed trying... it. He said he's killing time for me. Oh. So There's a guy a question. Who, who did this article on Martin Short saying about how he's not funny and shit like that. And he could just, I mean, it's, it's a troll piece, obviously, but still, I mean, just the thought that anybody could think that Martin Short is not funny or not entertaining or not a family man or whatever the fuck might, it might be, you know, the argument is, you know, it's just bullshit. And just the thought, you know, because I love Martin Short. Bullshit. Everybody should love Martin Short. <laughs> well, fair, I mean, Everybody I should be loving Martin Short. I don't think being funny and a family man are two different things. I, can, I, can, I, have, a, I have an example um, for you guys, but we'll, you know him. Um, but no, um, was that all it was? Was that he was just saying he's not funny? Uh, you know, in, in, for the most part, yeah, that's what it was. But that's the thing, though, because actually um, taking it back to, you know, talk of Jericho, um, that's been a thing where there are some people who either like Martin Short or not, who don't. Um, and there's no one in the middle. Now, me, I'm from the camp that Martin Short is fucking funny as fuck. Yes, yes, especially when he did uh, the, uh, uh, what's it, uh, Jackie... Um... Jackie Earl uh, Haley? No. No, not uh, Jackie Earl Haley, you dick. Um, let's see. Uh, Tell me. You were... But yeah, I mean, he was... I mean, SCTV. I mean, Jackie huge, Rogers. Jackie, Jackie Rogers, Rogers, Jr. Rogers Jr. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what was that movie with... um uh, The funny guy in movies, but unfunny in real life, Charles Grodin, where he's like... Uh, Try being a normal boy for like two seconds, and he's like, "Oh, oh, that's um, yeah, that's uh, Clifford." I thought that too, but that was the big red dog. Wasn't there a Clifford? Uh, well, that's that's the wait. That's didn't that have Martin Short in it too? Let me see. It may have, but like, I mean, I, I adore, I adore Inner Space. Inner Space oh. is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Um. Uh, SCTV, uh, but there that was actually a game that Jericho would do in the WCW locker room where they would get people like, is is uh, is Martin Short funny? Uh, Eric Bischoff doesn't think uh, Martin Short is funny. I don't think Eric Bischoff's funny. Well, look, look Eric Bischoff too. thought. Look, Eric Bischoff thought the, a good idea was getting a mask off of Rey Mysterio Jr., okay? so <laughs> I don't agree. That, I don't disagree. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that, that guy has no right to judge anybody on anything. But I, think, I think Martin Short is brilliant. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. But I thought there was some, like, allegations going on, but no, just, he just said he wasn't funny. For the most part, yeah, that's pretty much what it boiled itself down to. I think he's funny. No. Oh, he's a fucking legend. 
Okay, you guys keep talking about Martin Short. I'm going to do something uh, I think I've only done once before. Uh, I'm going to, since I didn't get a break, I just need to, to run to the little yep. boys room real quick. So you guys keep going and we'll begin the movie as soon as I get back. Be right back. All right, cool. Okay. We'll discuss a very fucking batshit crazy fucking movie. I have no idea what we're fucking Pure luck. talking about this fucking thing. Pure, Pure luck. luck. That Was that the one with, that was the one with uh, Charles Grodin, right? Pure luck. He played a child. He he was like a uh, Martin Short's gimmick was he was like a kid. It wasn't yeah, Clifford, yeah, but it was a name. Let's see. Not no, Dilbert. I was right. Clifford. Clifford. I was right. Okay. Yeah, Clifford. Uh, let's see. A uh, a bratty ten year old boy is obsessed with visiting a dinosaur themed amusement park. Yes. Yep. His yep. Uncle takes him. You know, the uptight uncle takes the wily tyke for a week and barely lives to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Martin Short is so fucking funny. I mean, I really don't know what this guy's problem was. Um, he's got to stick up his ass about him for a reason. I'd be damned if I can figure out what it is, you know. It's it's a but also it's got to be a fluff piece. I mean, it's pissed a lot of people off. It really? pissed a lot of fans off. Yeah. A lot of people got angry. And I, you know, I, you know, it didn't upset me, but I was like, this guy's a fucking loon. Then when I found out that this story was gaining traction, I'm like, why is, you know, I'm thinking this, you know, a lot of people are getting angry about this. And the more I'm thinking about it, the angrier I'm getting, you know, so it You're wasn't an upset. instant anger thing it wasn't an instant anger thing it was it built itself up to this point gotcha you know i it's but god damn it man really charles groden yeah mary steenburgen hey now hey oh she a boy yeah i love mary i love mary steenburgen oh forget about it Gabby coleman richard richard kind the uh, the amazing richard kind oh shit yeah, oh, who Richard was, Kind's um, the best. Yeah, Richard Kind. Yeah, who was in um, uh, blah, 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 the Joaquin Phoenix film we just reviewed? Oh, uh, uh, is uh, it, uh someone's afraid. Bo is afraid. Yeah, Bo is afraid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was in that end scene. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see. Yeah, Richard Kind. Uh, Jennifer the Macho Man Savage. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, brother! Cream and, of the crop. And, and also, also Ben the Macho Man Savage. <laughs> <laughs> ben the Wonder Years Savage. Macho <laughs> Man. Okay, man. Not, we all, all right. set. Yeah, we're all set now. All so right. I don't know. I, I I got an error code to check up on later. But now you know what? Let's jump into this fucking movie. So. All right, we're not talking about Richard Kahn. I pulled him up on IMDb. Uh, we're talking about the movie Perpetrator. This movie from 2023, it is 101 minutes. It's a horror film from writer-director Jennifer Reeder. And the film stars, uh, let's see here, Taylor Kinkeed, uh, Christopher Lowell, Kia McKiernan, Vic Kuligowski, Tim Hopper, Alicia Silverstone, Audrey Francis, yeah, cool. Mia Park, 
And let's stop there. Uh, I do want to talk real quick about Christopher Lowell. He was the principal in this. Did you guys happen to recognize him? Yeah. Yeah? Where? Actually, no. I, <laughs> let me take that back. No. Two different no, answers. I got him, I got him confused with it. Well, I got him confused with another Christopher Lowell that I know. Oh, okay. Christopher so I, Lloyd from Back to the Future. Morty! <laughs> uh, anyways, Chris, <laughs> Christopher Lowell, you'll remember, well, he was in Promising Young Woman, uh, but that's not the one that you'll remember him from. Uh, he was in My Best Friend's Exorcism as Christian Lemon. Do you remember the Lemon mm. Brothers? He was the the main oh le- shit the main Lem- lemon brother who liked the yogurt and oh shit he was fucking hilarious in that I thought oh he was that boy in that yeah he was like one of the best parts <laughs> I'm trying oh, to I'm trying to find a picture of him in that yeah he had like uh the frost uh, the frosted hair and uh um, yep yep he was yep. like kind of like uh, a like a rock star like um like uh what do they call them uh televangelist kind of guys but they do these stage, yeah, stage shows yeah. yeah like like um fucking not tony todd the other guy uh tony, <laughs> tony with the ponytail i would love if tony todd was on like like infomercials as self-help you fucking do your fucking shit pay your bills i don't know <laughs> that's a bad tony todd impression that's really um, bad <laughs> It's a pass. I don't do. I don't do. I don't do a Tony Todd. I'm sorry, um, but uh, he was less less likable in this picture. Yes, yeah, significantly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's an interest. It's an interesting uh, like counterpoint uh, to that juxtaposition. Yeah. yeah. But the synopsis for this movie, Johnny, a wild and impulsive teenage girl living uh, precariously in a town where young women continue to go missing and the power she's forced to unlock to survive. So uh, last week we mentioned, I'll quickly go over Jennifer Reeder's uh, filmography. Uh, Previously, she directed the film Night's End, which we did a couple years ago, or last year, I think. That was the one with Michael Shannon, and Michael Shannon's wife was in it, and he had like a background kind of role, almost like, oh, hey, we got your wife. You mind if you just kind of appear in the shot, too? (laughs) Right, right. It was during the pandemic, and they were doing a lot of like Zoom stuff, and it was like, is he just walked by the kitchen and be like, oh, I'm in your movie now? Yeah, that's uh, that's one way to get the, the... but like the look of the film, the value of the film up. Uh, and she also did uh, a segment of VHS 94. It was the, the rapper, the wraparound. And apparently now it makes sense. She did a short in 2021 called forevering. So that will have something to do with this, I'm sure. Um, but she seems to be someone who's sort of on the rise and, you know, has been getting some, uh, some more, high profile stuff and getting this being, you know, shutter exclusive and, and all that. Um, you know, I think, uh, and, and I do want to talk about her style as well. We'll get into that when we start talking about the, the movie itself. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the deal with perpetrator. And this, as I mentioned, is on shutter. It is a shutter exclusive, so you can check it out there. All right, so let's do some first impressions of this film. Now, I didn't really 
you know, I didn't have any impressions of it coming in. I just knew, you know, this is Jennifer Reeder with a little bit more time and experience under her belt. I think Night's right. End had some interesting things, but overall was a little half baked. I, I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, I think it had some interesting ideas, but um, with this one here, um, I was curious to see what she was going to do with this. She has like maybe a, a bigger star in Alicia Silverstone, and um. Other than that, I didn't really recognize, aside from Christopher Lowell, I didn't recognize any of the other um, actors. doesn't mean I haven't seen them and stuff. I just didn't immediately uh, recognize them. But, um, yeah, so I was curious about this. It has an interesting uh, synopsis, and I, I had seen some, some, some decent stuff about this one. So going in, I didn't really know what to expect. I will say, though, that this film had a really... I think it had a cool vibe to it, like an interesting vibe. It felt it felt almost alien watching it. Like there was yep. something about this movie that kind of was uneasy throughout the whole thing. And I how about f- all of it? Well, sure, yeah, but um, <laughs> I found that pretty interesting. Like I, there was something that really sort of drew me to it because of that un- unease that I was feeling. I was like, why is this movie feeling making me feel uneasy? I don't mm-hmm. understand. Um, and I thought that the way that the story unfolded was actually well done because yeah. I didn't quite know what was going on. It's, it's in a sense, you could call it a monster movie, maybe, that's like loosely, but you don't quite know like how it's going to get there, how it's going to materialize and what form it's going to take. And I think that, um, you know, they do some really good things to... Uh, not necessarily to to throw you off the scent or you know have like a uh, like a red herring or whatever, but I feel like they did some interesting things to keep really keep you guessing. Now, ultimately, you know, I have some nitpicks, definitely some nitpicks, and there's some stuff I didn't didn't love, but overall, like the I I would say that the attempt to create a um a vibe and an energy to this film, I think is really successful. And to me, that makes for a really interesting viewing experience to go to watch this and to say, you know what? Like this made me feel like uneasy. Like, yeah, I, I want to know why, like, why did this make me feel uneasy? I, 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 I like that. I like that a movie can do that. And there was something about this. It wasn't quite like Yorgos Lanthimos, you know, where like killing of a sacred deer, uh, you know, we did it on the show a couple right. years ago. It wasn't like where it felt alien like that. Like they were like these people lived on a different planet and spoke a different way. I just felt like this was almost like a different time. Like it was in our world, but like a different time or something. Um, there was something really interesting about that to me. And I feel like it captured uh, a vibe. And that to me was something I really dug about this. You know, we'll kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it as we go, but that for me was successful and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And there was some other stuff that I did enjoy, um, but I'll kind of keep it at that for my, my first impression. So Raven Chow, I saw you kind of nodding. Why, why don't you go ahead uh, next and give us your thoughts. But no, I mean, Mary and I watched that last night, you know, we were chilling in the room and it's a little bit unsettling when the film begins. There's a little bit of a of a little cringe factor, and I know, you know, Marion seemed to be a little bit unsettled uh, by the start of it. 
And as it progresses, I'm not saying it gets softer, but once you learn some of the characters, and she was even really like, like 20, 30 minutes in into it. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but yeah, I didn't know anything about this picture aside from the director's past work, which I think overall we did enjoy. But it it was a weird journey. There's a lot going on in this film. A fucking lot. And there's callbacks to other movies. Obviously, I'm sure there's one that we'll definitely speak to, <laughs> especially with you with you two boys. With MZ, um, yeah. With especially with MZ um down the line, but like it it was unsettling. But I was intrigued. It was like, it's like hearing, you know, the first time I heard, or second time I heard, like, Man in the Box by Allison Chains, you know, as a young teenager, you know, with my headphones under the covers late at night, listening to the local radio station. Like, it just felt like, or well, watching certain movies where you felt you weren't supposed to watch it. It did feel kind of, or a comic or whatever the fuck. Um, it felt a little dirty. Where's it going to go? But I'm definitely intrigued. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, how about you, MZ? Uh, I didn't feel uneasy. A lot of the times I said to myself, and, and by a lot of times, I mean maybe, oh, I don't know, 40, 42 times, I'll say, I've said to myself, what? the hell is going on here fair um yeah fair yeah because i feel like the story here is all over the place um i really don't have much sympathy for our our lead actress due to the fact that she seems to be at least at the very beginning anyway she seems to be selfish a thief a liar uh as if you never like stolen lied or been selfish i have <laughs> never stolen a thing in my life you stole my heart mz Son of a of lots. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh her jezebel char- and her character arc throughout the film never changes in fact nobody's uh character arc in this film never changes um i wanted there to be something here you know because i like the way the film looks uh some of the lighting is is really well done and uh but i don't know there are some positive notes here uh but first when i you know first watching this film i just feel like there's this just something not right. I it, but but it didn't feel right to the point where I felt alien or or uh, or anything like that. It was def, there, there were moments of surrealism, but uh, unfortunately, that surrealism is kind of taken aback by the fact that it's got nowhere to go. But that's but that's my opening thought on the film. Okay. So there. So there. All right. So, I mean, already we got some interesting stuff going on. Like, um, so let's talk, uh, actually, let let me, let me talk about, um, 
sort of what MZ was saying there at the beginning. Like he didn't have any sympathy for Johnny for this character. Um, because she was a thief, she was a, a liar, like all this stuff. Um, Raven Shadow, I, did did you have any issue with that? Like, did what were your thoughts about the the character and sort of where she was at? Well, I think I think once so you there's the opening intro, and then we see her journey and what she's doing. I don't think she was necessarily a, a inherently nefarious character. It seemed like she was trying to earn for a reason. And I think we learned right. that to be true. You know what I mean? Like she went in, she broke to the house. Yeah. She needed rent. Yeah. She need she did. She, she scored. I mean, she had to, she was doing it for, you know, is it, you know, is, is stealing a car for a joyride bed, but is stealing bread to feed your family the same crime? I don't necessarily think it's the same sport, but she was stealing to provide whatever reason that got her there. Now, did she take a minute to maybe take a little something for herself off the top? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was a reason she had to give a cut. Um, and then she gets home to see her dad, which is a very weird interaction. So, you know, there's something bigger going on there, but no, I didn't think, she, I, I think she was, I saw her as a character that was forced into a situation that had to do stuff that maybe she didn't want to do, but she had to do it. Yeah, okay. but we don't know that she's forced into it. We don't but I didn't know that see she's her as a villain. Into it. She's, she, yeah, but we don't know that she's forced into it. We What we do know is that she's breaking into people's houses and stealing. Yeah, and there was something yeah, going well, I mean, on. There was something going on there with the dude where she, you know, the dude that paid her, like, and then fucking hit her, you know, like... There's something oh, yeah, going on there up. that we don't quite like that just isn't quite clear. I don't think, um, I forgot about that. There is, there are some things uh, that I feel like we need to talk about with this film that borders on, that is going to border on spoiler. So I'm, yeah. and yeah. It, it's, it's regarding themes of the film because I, I feel like it, it is important to, to discuss. So I don't want to, you know, like, I feel like if we, if we don't, we're leaving a, a, you know, like a good discussion on the table potential or, you know, uh, off the table, so to speak. So I feel like there's some stuff that I do want to talk about. And I, I feel like it, if anything, it might give you some insight into the film. And then when you watch it, you can kind of maybe look out for it. If, if, if we're right, you know, like who fucking knows, right? Like we're just a bunch of fucking, Jamokes, like, what do we know about movies, right? <laughs> you know, we just talk about them every week. So, um, you know, we, we'll we'll sort of kind of see where we land with that. But I definitely want to talk about some of the themes. And, um, you know, just to kind of uh, set the scene for people who haven't checked this out yet, or if you're, you know, if you're on the fence, um, the... The idea is, you know, kind of what, what what these guys were talking about. We meet Johnny, who is sort of like she's Raven Chow. Would you say she's a bad girl? <laughs> is that sort of you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like her. Raven Chow like likes the subgenre known as the bad girl. Uh, oh, it's a bad girl genre. Genre, I like the whole yeah. kind of like misty <laughs> night thing that was going on there. I liked. I like that. <laughs> so, so my girl dog. You know, she's so she gets um. Uh, she's stealing shit and and 
she sort of like then is her, her and her um her father or uh gene like do we did i I don't remember do we establish that gene is the father or just kind of a father figure we uh, i don't think we were really know we didn't know at that time yeah yeah i think you're right about that i don't think we really it was really established as to what his role is with her my my first impression was maybe a stepdad yeah that's kind of what i got at first too so um he, he's busy he was caucasian and she's a black girl yeah so like my first thought was okay maybe it's a stepdad you know yes could it be a you know but i that's i don't know i didn't see a lot of family resemblance in any case oh right right <laughs> so i think that that's um that's fair to say like it, it's not quite clear but maybe sort of like a step stepdad kind of deal or or you know just a guardian kind of kind of situation and yeah um you're not quite sure there's something definitely going on with with him too um you know because she brings him some pills or something like that that she stole um so anyway i mean i'm I'm thinking like he's some kind of drug addict he's not working he's sitting on the couch uh there's questions about where the mother is but basically she's bringing home bringing home his cut to keep the lights yeah. on, so to speak. Yeah. And, you know, and she's 17. So Johnny's 17. She's about to be 18. And so then she's kind of sent to live with her aunt um, because Gene, the stepdad slash father figure, um, he's like passed out with like blood coming out of his, his, like his head. Um, and she finds him. And, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's almost as if oh, oh, she oh. thinks that he's dead. You know, like that's the impression I got. That's what I thought. I thought so too. I mean, he, I mean, because I, I mean, I don't know what for some, whatever reason there was for some reason I was really paying attention to him to see if he was dead or not, or at least having the actor portray the character as dead. Because you know, I'm watching any subtle movements for some reason. I don't know why, but for some reason, this particular character in this particular scene, I'm keeping a very careful eye on this guy. Yeah, as to see as to whether or not you know, not that it ultimately matters. I mean, yeah, to it, to it, uh, to the characters, it matters. But you know, for some reason, for me, it just didn't seem to matter. But I was interested to see if this guy was really like playing dead right. or faking dead or, or whatever the case may be. But for some reason, I was really intrigued on 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 that, and it means absolutely nothing ultimately. But still, I mean, it's like, yeah. So, well, it reminded me of that fucking guy in Saw who laid in the fucking floor the whole fucking movie. Well, yeah. that's the weird thing is that the, the opening credits to this movie is taken straight out of Saw. I mean, I mean yeah. from, from the newspaper clippings to the editing to the bloody instruments being shown on the, uh, on the table and everything. I mean, it's, it's almost a shot-for-shot remake of the opening of Saw. But I thought the way she did the dialogue of the male figure, like I, I like that scene of when she finds him and she's like having a conversation where like, I, I, I thought the dude was dead legit. Um, but it was like, Oh, how are you? How's your day? Or it was almost like on his deathbed when he's fucking passed out in the fucking bathroom. After probably giving him pills where he may have overdosed and fell <laughs> right. down, we don't know. She's like 
trying to have like a final normal come home to see your parents moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I'm like, and this is the first 15 fucking minutes. <laughs> right, right. Like, uh, Corny, um, Corny says that he assumed she was biracial. Uh, also, her aunt was white, which, yeah, I mean, she goes to see her aunt Hildy, uh, sure. played by Alicia yeah. Silverstone. I, I assume she was biracial too, but you, you don't, like, what I mean is with the relationship with, with the father figure is you, they never say, oh, hey, dad, you know, or whatever. It's like a little right. bit vague about, you know, and yeah. they almost seem like roommates at oh, first. I think she actually called him by his real name. I don't think Gene. she called yeah, him. Yeah, she called him Gene. Yeah, she called him. Oh, Gene. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why you know, it's 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 a little ambiguous, but sure. Anyways, I don't want to get ca- uh, caught up on the minutia of of the plot just to kind of give a, a high level sort of idea. So she goes to stay with her aunt Hildy. Uh, Hildy is definitely an interesting character. There's something different about her. And she seems to be very much in control, um, but is also trying to sort of like help Johnny sort of navigate what she's going through. She's experiencing some things. And she says when she turns 18, things are going to change. And so she talks a little bit about it. And this is this is the part where we're bordering on potential spoiler. So just letting you know, I'm I'm not. I'm not going to give away grand details, but I I do feel like knowing this might help your experience when you're watching it. And, sure, for sure. And so I'm not going to say what sh- what what sh- what was going on with her per se, but she has a uh, uh, like very sensitive empathy. She is very empathetic to the point where she picks up on what other people are doing. One of the scenes I loved when she was at the party. Oh, ho, ho. And she's mimicking what other people are doing because yep. she is feeling the, you know, the empathy. It's, it's very, um, very strong. And, and some of the experiences she has, that's why I'm, I want to kind of call that out because some of the experiences that she has are directly tied with that. And so it could yep. be confusing if you're watching it being like, what is, wh- wh- why is she bleeding like crazy? <laughs> like, wh- why is it look like she's dying? <laughs> lot of, lot of blood, blood, a lot, imagery. a lot of blood. And, and a lot of fingers poking. Or if I, holes. <laughs> yeah. And so one thing, one thing that's that's interesting and, and kind of now we're kind of into some of the themes and oh and also one other thing I just want to make make sure I mention in this town I mentioned it in the synopsis but in this town there's a lot of girls going missing and right, right. you know being kidnapped and you see sort of like the whole like um, flyers on on uh, telephone poles and, and stuff like that and one of her friends that she makes or kind of makes like <laughs> She's not an adversary, but it's a girl that she's very like knows very little and and kind of scammed them. So they're not really exactly super close friends with with her. But one of them goes right. missing, and so and then at that point she's like, "All right, we gotta we gotta do something," you know. So those are that's that's sort of the plot, and the, we have the theme of 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 empathy, like extreme empathy. And one of the other things is, and you can see this from 
a lot of the did you guys notice anything about all of the men in this aside from one like they are all about taking taking what they want and um yes. exploiting and yeah, well, that's no different from any other guy. So, well, that's I mean, yes, that's that's sort of the, the we'll give it away history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this patriarchal society. What what is it? is it that? <laughs> we'll give it away the mirror. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's you know I think these are important themes to understand going in, and this is all like it's it's all about the exploitation of, of, of women in this case. And like, I don't want to talk about all the different ways because some of them are are a little bit spoilery, like I said, but there is to the point where like, (laughs) how do I say this? Like where like the women are, are like literally physically used for certain things, you know, like parts of them are used for certain things. And, um, it gets into sort of like body horror light, I'd say. Right, like like not it's not like Fisher Price, my first Cronenberg, but there's some stuff <laughs> here, you know, like. Yeah, so I think these are some of the themes that are I think important to understand when you go in watching this, and you know, there's also that feeling of unease, at least that I felt. And sounds like Raven Shadow and maybe Marion felt a little bit as well. Uh, MZ maybe not quite as much. Um, so, and and yes, and there's lots of blood. If if you're uh, faint of heart, <laughs> you don't like seeing blood. You know, like right. there is a ton, like to the point where, like Johnny has a bloody nose almost all the time in this movie. Like, like people oh, just yeah, have yeah, random yeah. like wounds. And bloody noses and bloody faces, and also there is you know blood that comes out of different orify and you know and um yeah it's there's a lot of blood um it's not you, you know I, in no way am I like um I guess I guess I'm sort of like uh what's uh, what's what I'm looking for um. It uh, desensitized, you know, so really, like it, it wasn't really right. a big deal for me, but like it's it's funny, you know, I watched this with 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 my partner, Tanya, and, um, you know, there is some like, uh, I guess, like period jokes of like, oh, is, oh, is that what it looks like? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh, there's a scene. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? You know, the, um, how do I phrase the words? Is the, it one of the um, ones in the bathroom? Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. The, the fucking, the fucking thing. The fucking thing. The fucking thing. The fucking thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is, you know, so I feel like, um, Part of it almost makes me wonder if it, if I felt some unease because I'm a fucking dude, you know. Um, not that this was ge- only made for women or geared towards women, but no. I think it sort of like in a way, in a horrifying way, symbolizes some of the ex- day to day experience of of a woman. 
by, you know, kind of showing that, um, they're, you know, the exploitation and, and showing, um, just sort of like how, um, rude and like, uh, not even rude. Like that's, that's probably too, too nice of a word, but like how deplorable, um, men are to, to women, especially like in this, like pretty much all the dudes in this are like complete fucking pieces of shit, you know? And we have the principal who is always like almost always trying to put the girls in some sort of life or death situation. Um, yeah, it's, it's really weird, you know, like, (laughs) and I feel like that once again is, is sort of like, uh, indicative of, you know, like it's, women aren't always put in physical life or death situations but what I mean is it's it's almost like women are always feel threatened so that I, f- I feel like that was kind of part of this. Like the principal was always like literally making them threatened with like guns and like stuff like that. It's funny. There's a lot to unpack there and uh, I need to just see Oliver in a minute. But um, the fucking principal reminded me if that fucking Shapiro cocksucker was like Professor X in fucking – a Suspiria dormitory. Like he was a fucking D bag. Like, he's like, all right, girls, we're going to teach you how to protect yourself. This is what you do. You don't fight back. Mm-hmm. You don't get loud. Yep. Like you, you know, like don't cause them to be upset. Right. Essentially right. like, <laughs> like, like, wait a minute. We, we, this is a self-defense class where we don't fight back. Right, That's kind right. of fucking weird, right? Yeah, it, like, it's more like a tutorial. It's more like a tutorial of how 1950s housewives should greet their husbands after a long day of work. Right, right. You know, it's 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 kind of like, it's really like revolting in in that sense. You know. Yeah, uh, I think Ravenshaw is going to check on Oliver, but um, so yeah, it's. It, you know, and that's sort of what feeds into sort of this like feeling of like this really uneasy feeling of like what's going on because you don't quite, it's like, why are these people being so fucking weird? Like, why are these dudes being so weird? And, you know, and then, um, there's also the, um, I can't remember the character's name now, but the kid who basically like made out with all the girls. Um, Oh yeah. That guy. Kirk, um, Kirk, Kirk, I think. Kirk. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he was like, Oh, I'm looking at that blonde one. And, you know, he, he, you know, he was just kind of talking about her and like really, really kind of like objectifying her, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to kiss her or whatever. I don't remember exactly what he said, but, um, yeah. So I thought it was really interesting how, um, all of the male characters were, were handled in this. And, you know, I feel like it was, so back to what you were saying, MZ, about her being, you know, like a thief and a liar and all that stuff. Uh, I feel like in this society that they show, like this this world that they build, I feel like that's what w- like women would have to do to kind of get what they want, you know, because they can't get it through normal means because, you know, they're they're just completely. Um, exploited and everything is taken from them and they're just told to do whatever the men want them to do basically you know so i feel like that was 
um, kind of an interesting angle of looking at it. And that's kind of why that didn't really bother me, that stuff about her, you know, being, being a thief and a liar and all that, because I feel like she's a product of the world that she lived in and the world she lived in was shitty, you know? Yeah. But yeah. But when you look at the, who she goes back to, you know, say that she's successful in her endeavors and breaking into cars and breaking into people's houses and stealing their shit. I mean, she still has to go back to the house where the guy lives and, and, and she still gets treated like shit. She gets back into the car where she gets rid of the money, uh, gets rid of the, of uh, the merchandise, sells it off. And mm-hmm. she gets the, she, you know, she gets the snot beaten out of her there. Yeah. So, I mean, really, I mean, there's two ways to go about this. Either go down that route or go down the route of going out and finding a job. Cause you know, at least your boss ain't going to beat the piss out of you. Well, we don't know. You that. know, I it mean, just, <laughs> right, well, come on. I mean, look, she's also it, 17 look, I, and, well, what I mean is in this world, in this world, it showed that all the men, including the police, were a threat, right? So who can I, you trust? I, I still, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying, but I still don't think that's a I – st- I just still don't feel that's a good enough reason. I, I don't know. I mean, that's – from. you can only extrapolate what, what you see from this and from seeing the movie – that's what it tells me is that this is not a good place for for a woman to live and they have to live in fear and be completely exploited at all times um and the thing i liked about but even but even being exploited by by women the uh herself i mean it isn't just men women exploit this girl as well oh and, well, and as sh- well as the rest of the girls that are in the in the school sure and i think that that that's sort of like for me anyways that would be like internalized misogyny right like women who are complicit in this patriarchal society you know they're along for the ride and they think it's the best the best way oh well like we enjoy it this way you know um i'm not talking about the the younger girls the the high school girls i'm talking about you know uh the women especially the what was it marcy the one that had the the, the nurse, the nose, and like all the yeah. Oh, what yeah, the, the fuck? Nurse. Yeah, um, that was yeah. a fucking weird. Well, she, well, she's, well, she's like, she's a cross between, you know, being a victim herself and. Well, that's what. Uh, uh, well, that's what I mean. Wielding the, yeah. That's that. Yeah, internal internalized misogyny is being a being a victim, but outwardly showing that you're complicit with that, you know, victimizing, right. you know, um, and being okay with it you know, and she was clearly okay with it and she even benefited from it. Right. Like that was something that like she clearly without spoiling anything benefited from, from this, this whole sort of like dynamic. So that's why I feel like it's, it's this sort of like, um, version of, uh, internalized misogyny. So, um, Let's see where else was it? Oh, by the way, I want to just mention before I forget, I, I really dug the music in this. I thought the score was really interesting oh, fuck yeah. and really yeah. different. Um, it really stood out. Like, I feel like it, it, it just, it added something to it and made it feel, have that feeling of uneasiness and, 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 um, sort of a, an alien sort of feel to it. And when I say alien, I don't mean like, you know, 
fucking Martians. From, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, I just mean <laughs> it felt like like it wasn't it was alien to me. It didn't it felt like something I, I'm not used to or have experienced. So, you know, I thought that that was well done and the music certainly added to that feel and, and it it just I really liked the vibe of the music. It was it was cool. I don't know. Um, I felt like the music was kind of wrong in some places, not throughout the entire film. Some of the score in this film was was adequate for the scenes that they were playing in. But there are some scenes in which that didn't work out for me. I yeah, felt like this, I, I felt like some of the score just did not fit the vibe of what was going on screen. Uh, shit. I was going to go somewhere else. And I forgot where I was going to go when I went, when I went, took the detour about music. Um, let's see here. Yeah. I kind of, I forget where I was going to go. It'll probably come back to me. Uh, let's talk about, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Um, I know you were excited to see her in this Raven Channel. You know what? I didn't know it was her until the very end. Really? You're kidding. It looks just, I mean, I she's sure, she's a know. little older, but come on. like. But we saw still, her. Good. I was just going to say, dude, she has got that same mouth that she's had since the early, early 1990s. Where it was, it's it's just kind of not not droopy, but very like pouty, I guess, in a way you could say that that just her when she rests her face, her the sides of her mouth goes down, and that's something right, that right. I've always noticed about her, and I think that's her most uh, noticeable feature on her is the way her mouth is formed. Well, it's like her and Drew Barrymore; they both had that almost Jim Ross kind of like thing going on um but kind of hotter um hotter than jim ross like, really what jim ross yeah like kind of like bell's policy kind of thing going on you know hey, no, will you stop it but like didn't we see her <laughs> didn't we see alicia silverstone in something else horror related recently uh the lodge was it the lodge that we saw her in? Maybe that's what it was. Um, but like, she was in recently. In the in that when we watched it, we watched it. I'm like, she looks kind. There's something about her. And then as it progressed, I'm like, oh shit, that's Alicia Silverstone. And I gotta say, like, I think she's around our age, give or take. And I find her, just gonna say it, more attractive now than back in the clueless Batman and Robin era. Hmm. Like, I think she's, I love her presence. I thought she was killer. Like she was also so shaming. Uh, sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say she was in the lodge and then also the killing of a sacred deer. She was also in that. She was um, oh, okay. the mother of like, I think it was the mother of that main kid. So oh, speaking, yeah, yeah, we, already, yeah. we already mentioned that, but kind of interesting that she was in that as well. Oh, that's right. Now that it's starting to click back into my head. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I mean, she's obviously the, the name in this film outside of, uh, uh, Chris, um, Chris Lowell, Chris Lowell. Yeah. 
but she's definitely the, the, the head name in this film. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, you'd never seen her in a role like this before either. You know, she's always, you know, I mean, as she's gotten older, her, her range has gotten better, you know? Um, but here, here, I mean, it's, a, it's something like you've never seen before. She's almost, uh, uh, I mean, as, as you learn about what her character is and, and as the film progresses, she's almost like in a, uh, in, I, I could be wrong on this, maybe a, like a witchcraft sort of thing going on. Um, well, but that's, but that's the vibe that I got out of her. Anyway. Yeah. That's but one. She, she wasn't too bad. She wasn't too bad. She's, but she's another one who really doesn't have that much of an arc to work with. No, she, she's supporting this for sure. Like, I mean, <clears throat> she doesn't really have a, a, a journey or like, as you mentioned, like an arc. So yeah, I think that, um, you know, she was there to guide, Johnny sort of really what, what, what her, her role is all about. Um, I, so I wanted to, I don't want to talk about like some of the details. (laughs) I would like to talk a little bit more about it, but I don't want to get into too much spoiler stuff. Um, and I just fucking crashed again. What the fuck? This is like a different thing. This is weird. Um, but no, but I thought, I thought she was, I, if this is the direction that, that her career is taken, like her early work wasn't for me. You know, I, 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 I saw clueless cause it was played on cable all the time, but like, I'm not a fucking Lolita guy or whatever the movie she did with, uh, Carrie Elway's, um, I, 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 I hate Lolita and I hate variation of Lolita. Maybe it's because I don't want to fuck underage chicks. Um, I don't get the appeal of that story. I'm sorry. I just don't. Lolita it's makes me mad. Totally understandable, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like I don't, I just, it's not my gimmick. Um, um, I, she was net picture with Benicio del Toro was it the getaway the runaway um the I don't know I'm just, yeah I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the demographic for Alicia Silverstone she was the fucking worst Batgirl of all time um it wasn't <laughs> it, it was not her fault um it was the direction um and it's funny well, like you know, you know I, I never I never seen Clueless okay because I'm not yeah. into 90s high school bullshit okay i'm an 80s guy <laughs> fuck the 90s that's the name of the movie that she was in the crush, crush. yeah yeah um i just i you know the, this this film is really just all over the place for me you know it's it's it it doesn't stick around long enough for you to really understand what the hell is going on uh in terms of uh character development character arcs because honestly nobody has an arc in this movie uh johnny is basically the same person at the beginning no way johnny has a big arc (laughs) she is absolutely not i know i know where you're aiming towards i know where you're aiming towards johnny 
Uh, I'm not Johnny aiming towards Jones. anything. It's, it's, it's just there. It's clear. I, I just did not buy into it. She's basically the same person. I mean, that's fine if you don't buy into it, but it's there. She's basically the same person. Um, I mean, yeah, I feel like, yeah, there's, there's the, the, the narrative of, of violence towards women and, and, and guys being like total douchebags and everything like that. Yeah, I get it. Um, but I just feel like it needs to be told a whole lot better than this. Well, I think here's the thing. One thing, and I may have missed a conversation earlier. Um, I think a lot of the men in this movie aren't good people. Now, I don't subscribe to the camp where a movie that features anyone demographic. Okay, this is the they're, they're, this movie's making men all be bad. No, this movie is featuring men who happen to be bad. I don't think it's an indictment on everyone with a Y chromosome. Um, well, I don't, you know, yeah, I, I don't even think that. I mean, this, this is your opinion and your thoughts, but I don't think that. Like, I think if anyone's offended by it, then they probably need to look at themselves in the mirror and figure out some shit. You know, like. Well, right, right. Like the Barbie. I, I I've not seen Barbie. It's not on my radar. Um, people are like, oh, men are bad. Well, I, I, it's whatever the fuck. I'm not gonna. It, yeah, right. If, if if you're not a bad guy, you shouldn't get you're in that club type thing. You know what I mean, right? Like it's like I don't know, but like um, there were some dudes that were dicks in this. That's fucking driving the plot. You know, there's some I don't fucking know. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, all right, I'm trying to get shit up and running again. We're still recording, though. I'm not doing putting this out as is. But I think, but the movie, and I don't disagree with what MZ's saying. There's a lot going on in this picture. You get the 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 characters doing their things, and all, all of us having a hard time upstairs. Um, and then you get, let's fair to say, there's some supernatural machinations um, going on. And it jumps around. There's a lot to absorb in this picture. I may yeah. have to come back. There, yeah. Oh, you mean right now? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I may have to come back. All I'm right. sorry. So, is, sorry, first time viewers. This might be a weird episode, but hang on. Yeah. Let me tackle some other stuff that I wanted to bring up with MZ. So, MZ, you mentioned Saw earlier. Um, there were some other films referenced in this, and I'm I'm curious if um, did you notice any others that were referenced? Oh boy, I know there are. Um, I gotta try to think. Of what oh, they are. Well, all right. Well, here's one. I mean, clearly, okay. Um, when uh, there's the scene when she's like, "Would you fuck me?" I'd fuck me. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. That's, that's the one I was trying to think of because I, rem- I remember I heard that and I was like, ah, listen to that right there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there was, and there's also like, I feel like there's almost like a, I got like a bit of a Texas Chainsaw vibe from some of the stuff happening near the end. 
not not specific things, but like I don't want to talk too much about it. But when uh, Johnny tries to save the other girls, sort of like what some of the other stuff that that's going on um, there, like I kind of got the vibe of like, you know, someone's wearing a mask, they're um, harming people, you know, and they're in sort of like this, uh, um, like the environment that they were in was kind of like nasty and gross. And I don't know, just, that's kind of just the vibe I got from it. Not saying it's, it's a, uh, you it, know, like a rip off of it or uh, anything. I, I, I must've missed that one. Okay. Um, the bloody mattress from Hellraiser. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, there, there are, there are, um, references from other horror films in this one uh, in this film and uh i mean hell i'm i i don't mind that one bit really yeah you know you know at least you know at least it shows that the director has a knowledge of these films too so so i'm i'm you know i'm totally down with that um yeah agreed but I, i i don't know there's just something very odd about the way this film is it's it's surreal in a way but it's real in a way that's really not for me not all that entertaining yeah you know it's i'm trying to grab a a a foothold on on to what it is that i'm looking at here and what it all means yeah and it's just i'm just coming up you know i'm coming up uh, with crap you know (laughs) i you know not that the film is crap, but I'm coming up with crap. You know, I, I can't think of, uh, of how to approach this film, except for the fact that there is a lot of things in here that just does not jive with me. It, it's, it's a struggle to get through this film, to be perfectly honest. There are some good things about this film, though. Um, I think some of the lighting is, is pretty decent. I, um, especially in the darker scenes, I think those are really well led because sometimes when you shoot dark scenes they're so dark you really can't see what's going on yeah so uh so kudos to the lighting uh, to the lighting director of this film because i think that person did a really tremendous job here um and uh that might be it. I mean, the, I'm a big editing guy, you know, and uh, I just feel like the editing was kind of, kind of off. The pacing of this film was killing me. Um, I just did not, you know, I just did not know where this movie was heading towards. And just as when it's getting ready to, you know, to to. Uh, examine more on on a certain character it jumps away and i'm like damn it you know i just wish it would just stay on this one character just a little bit more so i could get to know a little bit more about him or her and it just it just sways away from there um yeah no man it's 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 an aggravating film it's it's a nice looking film uh, but it's an aggravating film at the same time. Yeah, I'll, I'll so I'll 
I, I've talked a lot about things I, I enjoyed about this and some of the things that, that stood out. Um, I will agree that I feel like while I, f- I think that this is a better movie than Night's End, I still feel like there was some stuff left on the table. Like I feel like more could have been done to really um, make this a, a, a more solid film. I don't know what those are because it's the difficult thing about this is it, it tries to keep a lot close to the vest until the end. So for me to go back and retrospect, it's hard for me to say, Oh, well they should have done this, this or that, you know, because you know, I'd have to rewatch it again with the knowledge of what, you know, now that I know what will happen. Um, but without that knowledge, I feel like it might be difficult to kind of like take a look at it and see what could be, could have been done differently. I think the ending was a little weak. Uh, I would have preferred a, a, a more definitive, um, better ending. Yeah. Yeah. I agree on that. Um, a lot of the stuff was a little vague. I don't know if that was on purpose. Um, if it was, that's that's fine. Um, if not, like I feel like could have done just a little bit more to kind of convey some of um, some of what's going on, especially especially mostly related to character beats. Uh, I feel like the plot for me was was fairly well executed. Um, you know, and I didn't necessarily have too many issues with, um, with that or trying to figure out what was, what was happening. Um, but I think a lot of it because of that unease that I spoke of and and how jarring some things were, you know, I feel like that there was just some stuff, um, that I think could have been done a little bit, a little bit differently or a little bit better. So I think that this, this could have definitely used a little bit more time to, you know, if we're using the sort of um, uh, baking analogy. It could use a little bit more time in the oven, but um, otherwise, I, I think that this is a, a, a step up over uh, the previous film, *Night's End*, and I feel like that this does a lot really well in that it creates an atmosphere that of unease and um, just like kind of creepy and kind of like just makes you feel like what's going on like i don't you know what's going to happen next so there's a there was a lot of that that i really enjoyed about this so i feel like just being able to establish such a cool different feeling atmosphere is a huge success with this film um so yeah i i would i would definitely really kind of lean on that um you know, and then there was some stuff as far as the gore and blood goes, like there, you know, it, it, it comes in, in buckets, literally like <laughs> there's like, you know, buckets of blood. And, um, you know, I think that, that it as a horror movie does a lot to shock and to show that she's, she certainly has her horror chops, you know, she knows what she's doing and she really enjoys it. And that shows, so, you know, I think that there is a lot to like, but as I mentioned, there is some stuff that I feel like could have been executed a little bit better. And, you know, we don't know the, all the details. I don't know how long this film was in 
you know, like was in development. Yeah. Um, maybe it was a, a two or three week shoot and then, and you know, they, they missed some stuff. They, they weren't able to grab or they weren't able to do pickup shots after, or, you know, maybe some stuff ended up on the cutting room floor that made it so that other stuff just didn't make as much sense. You know, there's any number of things. Um, but I think overall looking at the flow uh, of, you know, looking at her, her career, you know, I think that um, that this is a step up over Night's End. And I think that, um, you know, looking forward to just seeing what's next because I think that there's a really interesting filmmaker here. And this showed a lot of promise and showed me that, you know, she is someone to keep an eye on because she was able to have a really, like, you know, just sort of a, <clears throat> excuse me, um, just to create a really good environment and atmosphere, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Take yeah, over. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll say this, uh, as far as the effects go, the effects were pretty good. Uh, simple appliance effects done pretty well. Uh, interesting effects too, I might say, um, as far, you know, uh, latex effects, uh, topical effects done pretty well. I will say the, the blood in this film, especially in certain scenes is sickeningly thick. And I mean that in a very good way. There are some times where I am just like, Ooh, you know, I, the thickness of the blood in some scenes, I was just like, Jesus Christ, you know? And I mean that in a good way. Cause that was this, the, the, the viscousness of it just is really just yeah. turned my stomach. And, uh, and I like that. Uh, also, as far as style goes, um, as far as pinpointing any other, any other movies, pick your own Darren Aronofsky flick, you know, <laughs> that's another one. Pick your own Darren Aronofsky flick. And it's in there with the, uh, with the camera in front of the, of, in front of the actress, you know, and you get that wicked shaky movement as the actress moves. Um, that and also it's, it's very stylized, uh, in certain scenes, uh, stylized to the point where I don't know if it's, it, if it's stylized for the sake of what the director wants because it's her style or if it's done out of the surrealistic feel of the film. That's another area where I, I really wasn't too sure what I was getting with her, with the, with the director here in this film. Um, so that was kind of like getting on me. Um, I mean, in spite of everything that I've said about this film so far, uh, Jennifer Rita seems to have an eye for, for horror. Uh, yeah. Now I haven't seen the other film that you were speaking of. I want to take a look at it. Oh yeah, um, that's right. You, you, yeah. I think we did it last year when you weren't on the show. So yeah. What's right. the name of it again? Night's End. At night's end. Okay. Uh, night night's end. Just night's two end. Words, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I definitely want to check that out. I'm pretty um, sure it's it, at least uh, at least when we watched, it, I think it was on Shutter, so it may still may still okay. be. But um I mean she's definitely got an eye. There's something here, but I just feel it's very discombobulated. Um 
I don't know what to say about Knife's End yet. I haven't seen it. I want to check it out. But she's definitely got an eye here. Um, and I like it. You know, I, I like how she thinks. I just don't think it's all there. Not yet. And it's not here with this picture. But she's on the right track. Um, she just needs to put, she just needs to have something to put it all together. Uh, the pacing, the editing, uh, the performances, because honestly, the performances here are not very good. Um, I just feel they're very, I don't want to, I, I want to say, I don't want to say amateurish because that's hitting it too low below the belt because that would be wrong. It's 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 a couple steps above amateurish, but below the standards of which a film such as this should receive. Um, so I, you know, it's it's in the middle somewhere, but yeah. it's still below what I what I want. Um, but she, but so so with those in mind. You know, readers on the right track, and I'm interested to see what she does next. But for, as far as I'm concerned, this one just didn't do it for me. But she's on the right track. All right. Um. So welcome back, Raven Channel. Hey, sorry, guys. sorry, folks. Sorry, right. uh, my computer froze again too. So like, we're not we're not live. I don't know. What the, I really don't know what's going on here. This is. As soon as I open all the programs, it just starts like freezing or, or and or closing. So I don't even know if we're still live. I don't think we are. My computer's still on, but I can't do anything. Like everything is just completely hard frozen. <laughs> this it's, is weird. Yeah, it's fucking really weird. The only thing that changed is I had like a the power went out um, the other night briefly because we had a really bad storm here and it went off for like maybe a minute and. When I came back, um, I came back to turn it on and, and there was a Windows update. So I don't know if there's a new Windows update that's fucking with it or if it's um, has to do with being just, you know, with the power going out and it turning off and something yeah. failing. I, I don't fucking know. I'm so, I'm so sick of computer shit right now. Uh, I'm just, I want to, I want to, I'm going to go to fucking uh, Amish country in Pennsylvania and just do a fucking Amish podcast. Hey, you got the beard for it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. This Don't is... pencil me in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I well, I don't have the music because I can't do anything on my computer. So I think we should do the verdict on this one, though. So uh, imagine the music. Imagine Busta Rhymes saying, uh, trick or treat, motherfucker. Uh, but we're going to do the verdict on this flick. And I'll let you know whether it was a trick or a treat and any final thoughts we may have. Let's start with Monster Zero. Yeah, th this film is, it just feels like it's too surreal to be stylish. It, it's, it's all over, the, but it's too stylish to be surreal. It's, it's really a mixed bag here for me. Um, the acting isn't really up to par. Uh, the editing is a little off. The pacing is way off. Uh, the storytelling here is really all over the place as well. Um, the score is not 
where it should be. It's it's playing in places where it shouldn't, and it uh, or it's playing a wrong type of score given the scene involved. Um, but there are good references here. There are uh, the the the, uh, the special effects here are, are quite good, and the lighting is also quite good as well. Uh, but this is one that I feel you can afford to miss. Um, I'm not, I, I, I really wanted to try and figure this one out. Uh, and, and also it had a rather, uh, uh, slapdash ending, you know, it, it just doesn't give you enough at the end. You know, you put in a hundred minutes, you know, you want to get a little something in return and you just don't get it here. Um, but I think Jennifer Reed is on the right track. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing her next one. I'm looking forward to seeing her, the one she did before this one. So uh, that being said, uh, this is going to be a trick for me. Uh, but uh, like I said, I'm going to keep my eyes open on what she does next. But this one was just, it was just not right for me. All right. Uh, let's go with Raven Shadow. I suspect I'm going to be somewhere in the middle between MZ and Wolfie. Um, I don't disagree completely with what MZ said. Um, there's a lot of things to like in this movie. It is a lot going on. It's kind of all over the place. And overall, I think I liked it. Um, yeah, he's some good gore. Um, yeah, a lot of blood, a lot of holes, a lot of fingers in various holes, whether they be cake or other things. And <laughs> there's a lot going on. Um, I really am digging aging Alicia Silverstone a lot, which I'm down with. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of the, uh, we did get a, uh, what was it? Wellum scream, Walheim scream. How do you say it? Wilhelm. Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Wilhelm scream. Was um, there a Wilhelm scream in this one? Oh, bro. I didn't even hear it, dude. Um, and wasn't there a little, I'd fuck me. I'd, yeah. yeah, we, was yeah we actually yes. talked about that while you were really? okay, there. Right. Yeah. Um, there was that going on. Uh, yeah. Fuck my ass. Um, I'm totally down with what she does next. And I'm overall, I would say this is a fucking very weird out there. Tepid treat. If you get shutter, check it out, man. There's, there's, there's worse out there. This is weird. It's interesting. It's cool. A little bit too all over the place, but yeah. Uh, Temperature. You could def- definitely do worse, for sure. All right. For me, uh, I will say I'm going to go with um, I'll go with the treat. This is uh, it's not a, a a hard hard you know like going to be in my top thirteen. Um, <clears throat> but I think the the thing that really stood out to me as I've sort of mentioned already is that the the promise that uh, Jennifer Reeder shows as a director 
and the ability to create uh, a thick atmosphere that that affects you sure. while, while watching the film. And that's not something that happens with with many films like with me at all. Like I can probably count on like one hand, you know, like or maybe two hands how many times that's happened in in the history of doing the show in 11 plus years. So that alone I think is is for me is uh you know, is a big win. But um yeah, I I did have some issues. I think the ending was it could use it could use a little bit more oomph. Um and I think some stuff could have been maybe slightly more uh, explicit or laid out uh, more clearly. And overall, though, like, and there's a revelation towards the end of this movie that I I kind of saw. Actually, there's two revelations that I kind of saw coming, but like right before i think i think i saw them coming at the appropriate time that you're supposed to see them coming um like me and me and tanya both at the same time figured something out like literally the same time we both started talking being like oh like that's you know we literally said the same time yeah and and it was at a point where i think you were supposed to know it wasn't you know like guessing it too early or you know, figuring out too late or something. I think it was like just at the right point. And there's another time during this as well when someone kind of reveals themselves to be someone um, that that I I actually guessed at earlier, like just as a random guess. And apparently, I was I was right. Um, and I think that was more of just being kind of lucky guessing it. Um, but there was something weird about, you know, one of the characters that I was wondering if that character had some, you know, like experienced the same things that Johnny was experiencing, you know. Right. So, so I thought I thought that that was um the, yeah, there there was some stuff, especially kind of this the the showdown with the uh with the baddie that I feel um could have been more clear and could have been more direct. I liked sort of the surrealistic nature of some of the stuff, especially with like the blood, the blood pool, I guess we'll say, um, you know, and I liked some of that. I, th- I thought that the, um, I don't even know what you'd call it, but the sort of like, um, orifice that was created on her chest, um, towards, yeah. towards the end looked a little janky and i feel like it was on purpose like i feel like it it wasn't that it was bad makeup i think that that was just the design but to me i just didn't quite understand what that was supposed to be you know i couldn't quite tell if it was a nipple or a butthole (laughs) it was both (laughs) (laughs) in a way (laughs) we're both yeah we are Um, the butthole (laughs) so that that kind of threw me a bit um but yeah, I mean, overall, like like I said, I mean, for me, it's hugely successful, the atmosphere that this movie creates. And that, that to me is a win. And that's why I'm going with the treat because, you know, I felt uneasy watching this and I didn't quite know why. And then as you sort of like get a little bit more of the information, it sort of starts to make a little bit more sense. And, you know, but I think that that's really successful. And I feel like she, Jennifer Reeder, is a director with 
a unique voice that we're going to see more of. And, you know, as she hones her craft more, we're going to get ideas that are maybe more polished and, um, you know, worked on to the point where it's a little bit tighter and it, 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 you know, just really strikes to the, to the, to the point of it. So, yeah. Um, I can't wait to see more. And, uh, I think this was a treat. It's definitely going to be, not going to be everyone's bag. That's for sure. As you can tell, MZ, you know, was, was a little on the fence. Uh, Ray Michelle was a little bit more on the other side of the fence, but, um, it's on shutter. If you have a subscription, I, I think it's worth a watch. You know, if you, if you like blood, um, you're going to dig this and, um, you know, you may just find something in it too, that you really dig. So there you go. That is our discussion of the film perpetrator. It is available on shutter. You can check it out. All right. Next week, we actually called a bit of an audible because a movie is on VOD that I didn't expect to be on VOD right now. And apparently it came out a couple weeks ago. I just, I had no idea. Completely slipped by, slipped by me. Slipped my mind. <laughs> if, any, if anyone remembers that. Must have slipped my mind. Oh, is that a Kids in the Hall kids reference? Kids in the Hall, yeah. Slipped my mind. Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, must have slipped my mind. <laughs> I forget exactly how he said it, but it was, um, was that, Kev- yeah, yeah. Was that Kevin McDonald? McDonald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Kevin yeah, McDonald. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> slip my mind. <laughs> slip my mind. <laughs> Too damn drunk. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it slipped by me. But uh, next week we'll be doing the latest film from Andre Overdahl, and uh, he did. Um, he's done some cool stuff that we've dug on the show. Um, I'm trying to think. Most recently, I think uh, was it. No, I think I think most recently, I think the film that we did on the show that of his that was most recent was, um, the, the autopsy of Jane Doe. That's it. Yeah. Um, so oh, shit. He, so he did that. Um, he has. I just look at his filmography here. He also did Troll Hunter, which was fucking awesome, and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark from 2019. Um. So he's he's uh he's got a really good um interesting filmography. So with Troll Hunter, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, and then he did, you know, some bigger films like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and then The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is the movie we're gonna be doing next week. So yeah, I've been looking forward to this one. And it it's interesting because it is the first, it is essentially the first chapter of um, the film Dracula. Or, I'm Dracula. sorry, not, not, not the, I don't think it's the first one, but a chapter um, from the film, yeah, yeah, from the book, uh, the 18, 1897 yeah. book Dracula. And the chapter is very, which is a very interesting take on, on, on doing an, uh, an adaptation. Instead of doing the whole book, they're doing just one chapter. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see um, because yeah, yeah, it's it's um the chapter called Captain's Log, so they took this one chapter from Dracula and uh, made a film out of it. So obviously they're going to expand on some events and and things like that. I'm sure, but um yeah, so we're going to do that, and uh, I'm uh, super interested in 
checking this one out. And let me just see here. I just want to see who stars in it. Um, oh, so, okay. So Liam Cunningham is in it. You guys would know him. Um, oh, yeah. Where do we see this kid? Liam Cunningham? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he in the Dog Soldiers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the kid from Cobweb is in this. So Cobweb. Jake Busey's kid? No, no, the, the, oh, wait, uh, no, no. That oh wait, no, that's not that's not him. That's Gary Busey's uh, kid, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's the kid who lived in the house. Uh, Anthony oh, Starr okay. was his. Oh, his okay, dad. all right. Uh, all right. But it does have a uh, Javier <laughs> Javier Botet, um, who is uh, he's sort of like um, if you want Doug Jones, but someone who has like c- can contort their body in in weird ways. <laughs> Um, uh, like he played, uh, he played, um, uh, let's see. He, oh, in the conjuring two, he was the crooked man. If you guys have seen that, yep. um, shit, I'm trying to remember what else he was in it. He didn't, he, I think he played like, um, like a homeless character in that. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, I'm not. I'm forgetting some of the other stuff he's been in. Um, he did scary stories to tell in the dark. He was a character in that. Um, he's been in a bunch of other stuff. He typically plays monsters. He played the Slender Man in that movie, Slender Man. Um, All right. And he played Keyface in the movie Insidious, the last key. Um, All right. So he's he's a he's a creature actor. He's you know he's typically under under makeup and and prosthetics and stuff. Um, but he plays Dracula in this. So, uh, let's see. Yep. So, yeah, this is on uh, VOD now. So you guys can check it out. It popped up like just like two or three weeks after it was in theaters. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I don't know if it if it if it didn't do as well as they expected, or if it was planned for it to hit um, VOD that quick. But yeah, we're gonna check that out. So looking forward to the last voyage of the Demeter. I thought it was Demeter, but I guess it's Demeter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll watch that. If you guys want to play along at home, please feel free to give it a watch. And if you want to send in your thoughts, send it to podcast at com. I think Ollie's giving his thoughts on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I don't think we have any voice messages i hope not because i can't access them right now (laughs) um i'm just gonna check real quick and see i don't think we oh yeah no we didn't we didn't get any look at that so it's i guess that's a good thing because uh i can't fucking access them right now because my computer thankfully it's it's actually still going um but i can uh i can't do anything it's legit completely locked up um I can't even move the cursor right now. I don't even know where it is. So I can't do anything. I'm going to have to just fucking turn it off and turn it back on in, in a moment when we finish. So um, I think we should probably just end it here. So I I apologize for anyone who is watching live, who is attempting to. Uh, it's just the computer that I thought was completely fixed is uh, not behaving tonight for whatever reason that is. I hope to have it figured out soon. But um Alright, Ravenshaw, we're wrapping up. So you can uh, uh I know Ollie's running amok. He's running amok. It's, it's a weird night. 
Um, yeah, it is. Oh, you know what's weird? Speaking of uh, my computer frozen, the clock like on my computer hasn't moved. It still says 10.52, even though it's 11.19. So that's how locked up my computer got. Completely locked up wow. to the point where it still says it's 10.52. Does that mean I'm frozen wow. on time? I think so. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool, actually. May as well be in carbonite for all week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, might as well. All right. So we're wrapping up. So, uh, yeah. All right. Apologize to uh, anyone who attempted to watch live. The podcast will be fine. Um, But anyone who is attempting to watch live, I apologize. If you guys uh, weren't able to, weren't able to follow along, or if it kept fucking, you know, dipping out on you. Um, We'll try to get this squared away for next week. So, all right, well, let's say goodbye, starting with MZ. All right, Raven Shadow. Hey, fuck safe and sane, being dumb and dangerous. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I feel like like you're going to end up in court sometime because someone's going to take your, invi- your advice and then do something stupid, and then they're going to blame you. Live fast, love hard, <laughs> survive with your mask on. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> ah, shit. Someone out there just did something incredibly stupid. Great. Within, within the legal limits. You have Over to add, that, add that disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do like a within legal limits of the law. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe the words of Michael Rapish. <laughs> uh, he is not a role model. No, he is not a role model. All right, well, that's going to be That's it. That's it. Fuck this episode. Fuck my computer. I'm literally going uh. to drop kick it if if I can't figure this out soon, like I am just so sick of computer shit. I, I, I just want to set it on fire and call it a bitch. <laughs> like Anaconda. Yes, exactly. Like Anaconda. I think that's exactly like, what like ice cubes roll in Anaconda. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just yeah, like that. Boy. So, all right, well, that's going to do it. Appreciate you guys tuning in, hanging out, listening, doing whatever you got to do. Uh, next week, Last voyage of the Demeter. We'll be checking that out. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Podcast at trickertreeradio.com. All right. Fucking done. I'm done. I am done with this episode. We'll see you guys next week. I'd buy that for $40. <laughs> <laughs>